Freddie is feeling insecure. Time to tear down his ex and demean the other women in his vicinity. Okay, we're back for She's All That. I think this is, I don't know, the Freddie Prince Jr. movie. This is the yeah, Freddie like Prince Jr. movie. This is the one that it's so funny to be watching it so early in the like series because this is like the one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is our winning London episode. <laughs> yeah, the one that has stood the test of time the most, I think, for sure. Like the one that lives looms largest in the public consciousness in terms of like not just Freddie Prince Jr. movies, but like teen, teen movies. Rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. This was like the blueprint for the like not another teen movie spoof. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. His sideburns were like a main plot point of the Not Another Teen <laughs> movie spoof. But also, I think for sure it is the one we're going to remember the most because of its yeah. like place in the cultural sort of vernacular. Just genuinely because of its place in the like um, syndication schedule of oh my God, most cable television channels. Um, like, I think I've probably seen this movie a hundred times easily. I'm really excited. Here is the IMDb summary. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's very basic. It says, I feel like s- I'm going to know more about this movie than the IMDb summary. Kind of <laughs> I tell think me. so, too. A high school jock makes a bet that he can turn an unattractive girl into the school's prom queen. What's who? who who's that, what movie is that summary about? Because it's not this one. Who... <laughs> Is an unattractive girl. Name an unattractive girl in this movie. That is the dumbest. <laughs> a high school jock makes a bet that he can turn a wildly, naturally beautiful 18-year-old into someone who has a haircut and wears makeup. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so crazy. He can find one red dress in his little sister's closet. <laughs> I know. It is actually... So- oh, my God. Anna Paquin. Actually, yeah, there's Anna so Paquin's many in people in this movie... A Gabrielle Union serving mm-hmm. like peak Gabrielle Union teen sidekick energy. Girl, Usher is in this movie. <laughs> Girl, Kiernan Culkin, recent Emmy winner, is Ooh, in this movie as her true. little brother. As her little brother. Um, let's talk about the real blonde elephant in the room, Paul, Paul Walker. Walker. yeah no i do i remember everything about this movie i mean it is insane there's like a very famous opening montage where he sort of is like uh who are we gonna pick like why do they even make this bet it's so crazy and it's like it feels so innocuous like when you're watching it or like when you're watching as a kid that it's like boys are being a little crass or they're being a little crude but it's like you would get like suspended from school i feel like if this was if you were like found out it's It's so classic bullying but i also think it's crazy because it's like it launches a million tropes like i did i don't it it feels like this movie invented this trope of like i made the bed and then you know what i mean like and then i actually fell in love with you and it's like maybe that's like dangerous liaisons like the source material for Cruel Intentions, like maybe that's the real beginning of the trope, but I feel like it's always like 
it feels more like this movie than it feels like Cruel Intentions when you like see it in other yeah. places. You're always like, oh, he's um, Lainey Boggsing her. You know what I mean? Well, it's weird because, okay, obviously I love the fake dating trope. Drive me crazy. You guys yeah. heard me talk about it. It's my favorite one of all of these movies. Love a fake dating trope. That's not what this is, though. It's one-sided. She believes they're forming a real relationship. That's what makes it so nasty, kind of. It's like, ooh. I'm dating you to laugh at you? Like, Jesus Christ. And also, like, I don't think I don't think Freddie Prince Jr. has the innate meanness to pull it off. Like even as you're watching it, it's like this is crazy he would be doing, like working at this. Paul Walker has everything it takes. Paul Walker seems so fucking mean in this movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Like yeah, he it's crazy. could carry it off. You know what I mean? But like the whole time you're kind of like, he's so Freddie. He so seems so nice and genuine. It's like odd. But- yeah, I feel like that's how it works, though. You know what I mean? Is because he's so sweet and he's like got these big eyes that you just want to trust that you're like, him making a bet wasn't the real him. Him falling in love with Lady Boggs is the real him. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't. Yeah, it. it's like he doesn't even have a sort of like, okay, now I'm in it too deep and I do care about her, but like my motivation is like, they're gonna like, bully my my sister or something you know what i mean like there it really is no reason to do this like he can't be needing to win a bet <laughs> he just doesn't need to you know i mean we'll watch it and we'll see how we feel about the motivations like i do think there is kind of no excuse but i also think that it's like he pretty quickly is like not concerned with the bet it's just like yeah. you can't have her find out about the bet because then obviously she'll hate you and think you're a douchebag which you are I do think he starts to be, like, curious about her pretty quick. Yeah. And just isn't a good enough person to realize maybe he should, like, say, hey, guys, that bet thing is, like, fucked up and off the table. He just doesn't bother to. Yeah. So let's just – I mean, you guys may have been able to glean already what we remember from this this movie, movie which is literally every single scene. Um, But let's just do that part of it to get it over with. I remember um, Freddie Prince Jr.'s blue jacket. I remember Lainey Boggs' dirty overalls. I remember she paints a photo of her dead mom. There's like a hacky sack performance art piece. Um, I remember obviously the like iconic makeover scene that launched a thousand teen drama makeup makeover scenes. Um, Anna Paquin is so sweet in this. I remember that she is his date to prom when Lainey dumps him. And I love that he takes his sister to prom. It's like one of the few movies where I'm like, stop shaming people for taking their siblings. For loving their family. It's so Um, cute. There's like a bunch of good party scenes in this movie. There's one where she like goes she makes and over that up. girl that's mean to her. She puts mm-hmm. clown makeup on her. That's such a great. I mean, girls don't do that to each other. Just don't be mean. But it is. It yeah. feels good in the moment. The girl who plays the mean girl in this movie is, I would argue, an exceptionally good '90s teen movie mean girl. She is Regina she's George like way mean. before. Yeah, she's horrible. She's horrible. Yeah, she's dating. Um. She's dating somebody from the real world, which is like a hilarious. So funny. And it's Matthew Lillard. (laughs) Yeah. And it's Matthew Willard. (laughs) Who is in every Um, single Freddie Prince Jr. movie, apparently. (laughs) I know. Are they best friends? Like, dude, wait till we get to Summer Catch. Wait till we get to the Scooby Doo movies. Like, straight up Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. I literally think they must be best friends. Like, he must be the godfather to Sarah. Michelle I know. Children. Sarah, we're um, going to need you to write in. Um, we know you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, just let us know how often he comes over for dinner. We're just We curious. know you're listening to this Sarah Michelle Geller podcast that we have. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then, of course, the final and maybe the most iconic scene is the choreographed prom dance scene to the Usher song. Where People Usher hate on this so much, and I don't. It's a movie. We know we're watching a movie. It doesn't need to be full realistic. It's a fucking Freddie Why Christian. Did, you put a dance number in it. I don't care. Why would you hate Joy so intensely? It's And they so were like, oh, fun. they had to write that line in that's like, remember from the dance choreography class. And it's like, I didn't even need it. I don't need an explanation. I know. It's fun as fuck. Yeah. And it's like, it's fun as fuck. Cook participates, and I'm like, this is the most unrealistic alignment of her character <laughs> that Rachel e. Cook knows the dance and is doing it. Yeah, and would do it. She's definitely too cool to participate okay. in the school sanctioned dance. I would like to posit that these movies are the most interesting when they do, and this is the reason I love um drive me crazy so much it is talking about like the class divide and the hierarchies of real life and society like in the microcosm of high school right so it's like Mm -hmm. high school like prepares you for the unfairness of like certain kids get treated certain ways or have better lives and other kids get dumped on and then it's like the way that you want to be one of them so badly is actually like bullshit and they'll never care about you. And it's like, yeah, your corporation isn't a person either, you know, like, and I feel like this movie almost, it has some of that in that way that like when she starts to infiltrate and that popular girl feels threatened, she's like, you're nobody and you need to like remember the, the lineup. You need to remember the hierarchy. Yeah. But they don't do it as much with like, class and money and like I mean I guess her dad is like a pool cleaner I remember that but it's like they have a pool (laughs) (laughs) well they live in LA yeah um they live in LA it's always so weird to see tune movies I'm like how are you capturing like the authentic teenage experience when you like live in Los Angeles it's so nuts yeah we remember everything from this movie I think there's going to be a lot that we're like shocked by still I think some I think it's going to be rough but I think that Rachel Lee Cook is a gem I think Paul Walker was never hotter Freddie Prince Jr. is peaking Matthew Willard is going to be funny and goofy as always I mean, Gabrielle Union is just, you could take her character. I do think she's talked about this before, but like you could take her character out of like five or six of these 90s movies and just swap them and they'd be the same character. And I think she Mm -hmm. is like a real example of that sort of like tokenism in these 90s movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you remember that Lil' Kim is in this movie as one of the friends, one of the popular girls? Oh my God, no. Yeah, she's very underutilized, but she is in it. I can't wait to hang out with Lil' Kim. I cannot wait. So we will see you on the other side. Go watch She's All That. Hi, we saw... She's all that. We watched it. We watched it. We watched it. (laughs) She is all that, you guys. She is all that. They act like she's not all that in this movie. And it's bananas because she's fully all that. Bananas. She's fully all that. She's so short in this movie. It's actually crazy. I know. It is like part of it, but it is actually weird to see her like standing next to the other members of the cast. How well did you remember this movie? I fully, there was parts of it I was really surprised. It was funnier than I remember, but the whole basic plot, like nothing shocked me. Yeah, nothing really shocked me. Um, I remembered a lot of it. I remembered a lot of the like scenes. I do think that like the dialogue and maybe some of the nuances escaped me. But um, no, I pretty much remembered. Yeah, like how everything was gonna go. It was more surreal than I remembered or expected. That was one thing where I was like, oh, they're doing like uh, um, like bits. There's like embedded bits in it. Yeah, completely. I think that's like. 
I think that's like one of my favorite things about the movie, to be honest. Is like, oh yeah, me too. All of that, but it's really fun and it's really cute. Yeah, it is cute. I think um, he's harder to redeem than I would have said. I remembered. I don't think he's that redeemable in this. I don't know why he gets involved in any of this. I don't know why he has an opportunity to 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 just end it and be like, there is no bet now. I'm not making good on a bet. That was embarrassing. I don't know that he even ever needs to be like, come clean and tell her it was. As long as he's just like, that was humiliatingly stupid. That's not who I am. There's no real bet. And he really could have said that at any time. I, I didn't understand the motivator not to accept that he sucks a little. Like, did he actually care about winning this bet? You know? Yeah, yeah. He's not. He, I think he really re- there's moments where I think he really regrets putting himself in this situation. But he, I don't think he is appropriately um like penitent to laney <laughs> for putting himself her. in this situation it's like who are you even accountable to are you so afraid of paul walker that's the only thing i can think of you're like afraid of seeming like a little bitch in front of paul walker it's like you don't even like paul walker it's obvious the whole movie what do yeah. you care he no i mean seem like, to really I, care what he thinks you know what i mean i don't know yeah i totally agree i totally agree i think he I think when it all comes out, he's clearly regretful, but Mortified. like because he's shown to be an asshole. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's like, oh, God, I've like really done it now. And it's like, yeah, you have really done it now. You are an asshole. But it's like, I don't know. He's not like sorry enough towards Lainey. It's very sort of like, don't you understand that I didn't know? Yeah. He's embarrassed. <laughs> he's embarrassed in front of her more than yeah. he's sorry to. Yeah. You know? I did love it. I love all the 90s faces. I think it's a great cast. I think that there's a couple of lines that just bowl you over with how much they would never, ever be said. Be said now. Yeah. So funny. It's so crazy. I know there were a couple times where I was like, they used to play this on ABC. I know. It's so funny. Okay. All right. So jumping in, we start at the Boggs household. We've got Miss Lainey Boggs, Rachel Lee Cook in the... uh, the main character role, she's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous from the jump. As much as this movie would have convince you that it's a huge stretch of the imagination <laughs> that she would be prom queen, she quite frankly looks like every single prom queen you've ever seen in your entire it's life. It's crazy. It's like, girl, if you would just take off that hideous wig, everyone would see that yeah, you're gorgeous. Yeah, it really is a bad wig. And it's so funny to me that they were like, we'll cut her hair to make her cute because I guess they just had to do something that was makeover-y. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, they easily could have had her have like dirty short hair and then just styled it or something because they don't even really do her hair down a lot. It's like long and in a pony or even, hey, you could have had it short and in a ponytail. It's just odd that they were like, the big change is going to be the hair chop. But since she's already got chopped hair, we'll fake the long hair and that they couldn't do it better than this. It's odd. And and she's Kieran Culkin is quickly introduced as her younger brother. He is always going to be perfectly cast as a younger brother. I can't explain it. That is his role in life. He is the youngest brother. That is his full vibe. And I remember seeing something I'm sure on TikTok about how there was like this whole other storyline where he was actually hard of hearing. And yeah, he he's like wearing a, like an implant. Yeah, a cochlear implant or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and I don't think it like matters or is important. I think it easily, if anything, it's almost like normalizing for disabilities that they don't mention it. You know what I mean? He's just got sure. something on that. But it is funny that they like cut that out of the storyline. And then we're like, well, we don't need to reshoot the scenes. It's fine. He's a normal person who's got a hearing assistant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, sure. It's funny because I think this is the first time that I even noticed that. But I was like, wait a second. Is he wearing like a cochlear? Yeah. So that's funny. Like, because I really did never notice before. 
Here's what's weird to me about Kieran. It's the first scene of the movie. She's running around. She's showing basically that she's the mom of the house. There's no mom. Mom's dead, of course. This is a movie made in the 90s. How is she supposed to be sympathetic and likable unless her mom's dead? Don't be crazy. No mom's allowed in the 90s. No mom's allowed. Dad's only. Also, I think it is very much a like the way that you make a leading girl. uh, Go with me on this because this is a stretch. But it's like almost pick me energy that it's like she has an absence of femininity in her life. She didn't ever learn how to be a girl. She's a girl that's really bro-y or tomboy-y or like guys. She's a guy's girl because she didn't have a mom. And that it's almost like lends to her like mystery and appeal and attractiveness that there's this like lack of femininity about her that because she was raised by men and I don't know if that's a stretch but it irks me why does it show up every single time you know what I mean (laughs) yeah I don't think it's that much of a stretch I do think it's I mean she says in this movie to Anna Paquin like my mom died before she could teach me about any of this stuff and I'm like that's sad for sure but also I know, but it's like not where most about, people like, learn uh, yeah. like how to even do that you know what I mean like that's just simply not how that would go like girls girlfriends sisters yeah like peers, magazines like age. the internet like there's yeah. a million ways re- walking down the street going to the drugstore there's a million yeah. different like ways that people learn to like put on lipstick and it's weird that this is like what they constantly give women to be like see she's special she's missing something in her life that like you can give her but also, like, she doesn't enjoy frivolous things like other girls with moms. You know, yeah, she, I mean? she wasn't she wasn't taught to be vapid the way yeah, your mom would she wasn't to taught vapid. to be vapid. Oh my god! Wow, we've really cracked it. The first scene. Yeah. Okay, so they're establishing <laughs> that she like runs the household. Also, I think it's set up to because there's no mom. It's like look what what a good caretaker she is. You know what I mean? Mm. Look how good she yeah. is at sacrificing her own needs for the needs of her brother and father. Um, She's empathetic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But she it's just weird. threatened to spit in his food for a good like 30 seconds. In his and it's juice. Horrible. Yeah. And I think I was going to say they do this thing in movies where it's like we, they're, they're siblings. They're siblingy. This is how siblings are. This is how you do a sibling. And it's like, not really. It's not like immediate. It's always like a fight over the bathroom or uh, <laughs> bickering over breakfast or I'm going to spit in your juice. And it's like, is this necessary? They're, they're siblings. We know how brothers be. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. like, I mean, I personally don't know how brothers be but I do think I know. it's like it's early it's, it's doing the morning you're mostly just trying to stay out of each other's way you're not like going out of your way much. to antagonize each other I think it's supposed to be like she's the person tasked with waking him up but she's still just a kid so she's a goofy waker upper and yeah. I'm like this movie <laughs> I think you could have done it without like the loogie I just think there was I a know <laughs> so true so true it's cute I guess I don't know it's hard uh, it grossed me out I know me too <laughs> They go to school and they shot this at Buffy's high school. I would have said we talked about how this was shot at Pally yeah. High and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. This is Torrance High School. My memory was totally wrong. I don't think there is a lot of this movie shot in a part of the high school. I don't think you really see a lot on Buffy. You get one establishing shot of the front of Buffy, which we recognize, obviously, is Torrance High School. It's also the high school from 90210. Then you also go into the courtyard, which they used all the time on Buffy. Like a huge part of Buffy is the courtyard. And you get one shot of the courtyard. But then a lot of them sort of making the bet, getting broken up with, talking about the breakup. A lot of that happens in a part of the school that to my knowledge you only really see on like graduation day where they like look over the ledge and there's all the you know angel and his whole group of people like to help that famous season three finale but I don't think Mm -hmm. you see this part of the school on Buffy otherwise so it's like 
it's not crazy that I mix that up in my mind because I do feel like they like utilize different parts of it. But right away, when you first go to school, it's the recognizable parts of the school that you know from Buffy. So yeah, I was just cracking up because I was like, I wonder if Freddie Prince and Sarah Michelle Gellar like ran into each other. If they were like, you'll be there on Tuesdays. I'll be there on Wednesdays. It had to be like the same (laughs) time. I know, truly. And it's like they got together maybe not right after I Know What You Did Last Summer, but it's not that long. They've been together a long time, you know? So maybe... But I also think, like we say this all the time, the movie making industry just had to have been smaller back then. Like there was like two schools. There was like, you know, only so many. This is 1998 and we're shooting at a high school. You know, I don't think it's such a crazy coincidence. There's still only the two schools, I feel like. I know. But everything is um, like John John Marshall High or Torrance High School. Um, She's literally in this movie. Oh, yeah, for like a second. She yeah, totally she has a cameo is. in the cafeteria. And I'm like, they did that because they've got to be together. No, yeah, actually, now that you say that, I do think she was visiting him. Yeah, on yeah. set. She like came to say hi. And at the time, she was like a huge superstar, probably more famous than him because of Buffy. And yeah. honestly, you're so fucking right. Maybe she was like at work. <laughs> they were like <laughs> setting her up for her next scene. She was like, you're in the cafeteria. I'm in the courtyard. I'll just come yeah. through. <laughs> So they're back from spring break. They kind of do a setup of everyone. He like looks longingly at a photo of himself hanging on the wall. That's how they like quickly establish. Wait, no, they first introduce him when he drives his car into the parking lot with a vanity plate that says Mr. Mr. Prez. Why? Which is like a position he can have only had for like a year. Why would you get like a and so no one would care this much? No one that was it's popular. It's so humiliating. But he goes inside and like winks at a photo of himself on the wall, and it's like okay, so we're doing very quickly that he's popular, he's shallow, he has whatever kind of amount of power that you can have at high school, which is class president, I guess. He like, um, a girl walks by and he's like, hey, Susie. And she's like, oh my God, he knows my name. And her friend's like, your name's your not, name's not Susie. Susie. I loved that because it's like the girl would be so amped. He talked to her and he doesn't even have to get it right. It's yeah. funny because they try to establish that it's like he doesn't know he's not a nice guy. Like here he is like saying hi to people. Yeah. Like he's Mr. Friendly, Mr. Class President, but he doesn't actually know who any of them are. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a journey he's going to go on. <laughs> wait to see <laughs> oh my god I didn't recognize the friend as the guy from psych there is definitely a lot of like black friend tokenism in this movie and I think yeah, in fact this sure. movie is like what gets parodied a lot when they talk about the like one black friend where it was like I think this is an era where they were like what if we did some diversity casting every mm-hmm. group of white popular guys has one black friend and the popular girl I mean although there and he's dating the popular black girl played by Gabrielle <laughs> yeah exactly Preston seems to be like the only nice guy like he's the only one who's like leave me the fuck out of this you guys are crazy Mm -hmm. um but yeah Lil Kim is in this and this is interesting to me too because this is an era where like okay we just watched a movie where Brandy was cast to play the second where it's like she's given a role though because she's Brandy and she's gonna put asses in seats it is interesting to me that Lil Kim is in this as essentially an extra even Gabrielle yeah, she Union has, has a line. bigger role. Yeah, she literally barely talks. And it was kind of like, what did they pay her? Like, it reminds me of how they'll put, like, influencers in, like, bit parts because they have such a built-in audience. I guess they were just like, rather than give this role to an extra, we'll give it to Lil' Kim. But I would think it would be, like, a waste of her time, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she was trying to, like, break into acting or something. I don't know. They don't even have a Lil' Kim song in the sp- in yeah, the movie, play, do they? Yeah, it's odd. Yeah. It's weird. And also, like, they did her super dirty 
she just is so beautiful and they really don't play it up in this movie. Well, I think, you know, Gabrielle Union, first of all, but a lot of black women in movies at of this time have talked about how you like show up to a makeup set or a hair and makeup department and yeah, they just totally. like, don't know what the fuck they're doing because it's totally. like they are doing hair and makeup for white women all the time and they and it really does not serve the black actresses and co-stars yeah. so it's like maybe this is just that it's 1998 you know yeah maybe that is what it is because it's like if look him can do anything it's pull up looking so no good. kidding no kidding i know and it's like they were trying that's my whole point they were trying to like play down that it was little kim and it's like then why why and is why? she i don't know so, why is yeah. this a waste of her time but the mean girl in this the main girl what is her the character's name taylor Taylor is so beautiful. I mean, she really is. So I know, hot. and she's got that mean girl hot too thing, where it's like she's so perfectly cast in this. She yeah. is so vicious in a vicious. way that is like so believable. Yeah, she's perfectly cast in this. Yeah, she's truly mean. And Paul Walker too is exceptionally mean in this. And it's like it's usually Paul Walker is so beautiful. He's one of those people. It's like such a rare specimen. Like Freddie mm-hmm. Prinze Jr. is hot. We love him. We love him more. But there's very few people alive or who have been alive who are so perfect looking as Paul Walker. And I think he's rarely cast in a role where his sort of like you said, vicious meanness sort of matches how beautiful he is and what that yeah, kind totally. of person might actually be like in real life. And yeah, so I. Totally. Appreciate appreciate that they've got like Taylor and Paul Walker both being like really gross people as objectively the most beautiful people in the film I in think. the movie I totally agree honestly yeah. I was really like impressed with Paul Walker in this movie and I know that's gonna sound dumb because it's Paul Walker but it's like he really is I just kept thinking about Ryan Philippe and how uh-huh. nothing totally. he was giving right and how like I don't think they're even supposed to be that different of characters except no. maybe Ryan Philippe is a little bit more self-assured Violent. but like yeah yeah, but Paul Walker is, you can tell from the first scene that he fucking hates, hates Freddie, Prince, Freddie Jr. Prince Jr. He hates, hates him. him. And he's playing it with like a little bit of nuance. It's a goofy team. Yeah, 100%. But there's things going on in his mind and behind his eyes. I mean, he is sabotaging him from the first moment. He's manipulating him. It's giving like Iago from Othello where it's like, it I'm is. your friend and I am plotting against you in every single every single thing that could go bad for you. I am actively trying to make go bad for you. And it's like, funny you say that because when you watch the movie, you're, you're made to sort of believe that as it sort of goes well for Freddy, Paul Walker comes up with the plan to sabotage him. But honestly, maybe he had this plan from the fucking jump yeah totally and I think that's something that changed for me watching it this time because like as a kid I always was sort of like oh he and Paul Walker are friends and honestly like when he Paul Walker sort of makes a play for Lainey Boggs I sort of was like I don't hate like you know what I mean like oh my god maybe he's a little sincere and watching it this time I was like oh no this guy is angry from the first okay wait let me propose like a crack ship theory I mm-hmm. think Paul Walker likes Lainey Boggs from the beginning. He always has a crush on her and thinks she's beautiful. And it's like this goes into if you've ever seen um, Juno, where the theory that like really mean, violent, popular guys always like have a kink. Always for, like, the have a crush on the young girl. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like knows she's beautiful. And he's like, I bet you could make her prom queen. And then it's like once she is then popular and is sort of accessible to him, now he's allowed to like her. This is my crack shit theory. <laughs> because it's I'm like- into it. I don't think that's what's happening, but no, I'm know, into know, it. Know, and I, know, I think I it's like a, I think it, that's like the strength of Paul Walker's character that that's like what he I did mean. not have to bring to this. That, you know what I mean? Like that Ryan Philippe did not bring to it. Absolutely. <laughs> but he could have been so one note. Really keeping you guessing as to his intentions the whole movie. And I think it's so good. 
yeah, he's a good bad guy. But um, Taylor comes back and really heartlessly, I guess she and Zach have been a while together for a while, but it doesn't seem to be a romantic pairing. It very much seems to be the sort of political high school pairing of like, I'm at the top of my game, you're at the top of my game. We both benefit from co- like collectively pooling our power. But then mm-hmm. she, of course, she goes away to spring break and they have this whole montage where she's telling him about why she's going to leave him, why they're breaking up, you know? Mm-hmm. And he suddenly is in her sort of like retelling of spring break, like walking around and watching it. I and love that is this. the surrealism we were talking about that I just didn't remember about this movie, that he's sort of inserted into these visions or dreams or anxieties mm-hmm. that people have, you know? And it's like a kind of a good way to show and not tell, I think. Uh, I totally but agree. she meets Matthew Lillard, who, I don't know, is in every single Freddie Prince Jr. movie. <laughs> yeah, and he's honestly great in it, too. Like, Matthew Lillard was a comic genius Funny. that I never appreciated until we yeah. started doing this. This Because we didn't rewatch. know he was going to be in every... This is a Matthew Lillard every podcast. <laughs> Um, so basically she has gone to Florida for like MTV spring break, right? And so she's in the like pool or whatever. She runs into a producer. The producer gives her her very own float that she gets to dance on. And she's like, can't you see that things were popping off for me? And I had to like follow this to its natural conclusion, which was me hooking up with the star of the real world. He's from like a previous season. It's already off air. So he's kind of in that like, I'll be famous for another 10 minutes, but pretty soon everyone will forget I exist. Like, that's yeah. the five minutes he's in, I feel like. Um, so he's taken a break to be on MTV Spring Break <laughs> before he starts his next reality TV show. And he meets um, a high school senior, which I'm like, woof. We don't even I get know. into it, though. We don't even talk about it. We really it. don't. Yeah. The expectation is that he's, what, 24, 25, and she just is worldly and cool and whatever. Hot. Maybe he's 23. Yeah. Who cares? But she's a teenager. Even if she's 18, it's like what? Completely. The 90s, man. <laughs> Completely. But I think you're supposed to get this, like, impression from her that she's like, I'm moving up in the world. You were yeah, hot for absolutely. high school, and now I'm dating an actual famous person, regardless of whether or not how I'm famous I'm leaving he is. you behind. Yeah. It's, she says before they leave to commemorate their like wild Love. nights together was to like get some tattoo get some matching tattoos however they don't match because hers is like of some flower and his is literally a picture of his own face which is i think going a little hard on the joke it's a little on the nose about the joke like the, the this is what i mean about this movie being surreal it's like no one would <laughs> this is a little much like he can be self-involved and not have a tattoo of his own face, on, his his own body. face on his body it's a little much but can we say it's that much different than getting a vanity plate that says mr prez hard to say i i, I would say <laughs> but I think the first thing that Zach notices about her is the tattoo. And it's like, it signifies like, I, she, like you said, I'm changing, I'm different. I'm like more grown up. And everyone yeah. watches them break up. What I want to posit is he doesn't seem sad. I don't think he's sad. I think he's irritated and I think he's uh, slighted and I think he feels disrespected. But I don't think he's sad. You don't see him be sad one moment. And again, it's like, did they have a romantic relationship? It is very much a political partnership that's dissolving. It seems to be, to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that you're supposed to get... So basically, when she breaks up with him, she's like, well, Zach, what did you think? Like, you thought we were going to stay together while I went to college? And then he doesn't... He The answer was doesn't yes. respond. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Which is like a line that comes up over and over again as just like literally the meanest thing you could say to another person yeah and she's just burning him like you're delusional if you thought i wouldn't eventually move on or outgrow you or surpass you basically 
I don't think that he is like in love with her. I do think he seems surprised. I do think he thought they were going to continue to date. But I think that he just in general is on this journey away from being like the cookie cutter. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do in order to be the perfect version of myself and into like having a little bit more agency over his own life. I don't think that he loves her, but I don't think that he knows he doesn't love her. I yeah, don't think he's so like real. thinking on that many different cylinders yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if he's eventually going to graduate and go to college and become that new different person, I think he probably, it's safe to say he expected the rest of his senior year to go the way he was planning for it to go. You know? Yeah. I mean, they haven't even been a prom yet. Yeah. Everyone watches them and it's like a very classic sort of like the popular, everyone knows what's going on with the popular kids. It's very, it's giving that like they're the headline. You know, what I, I love mean? this when he turned around and everybody turned their heads around at the same time. It was like so musical theater to me. I was a lot like, of this movie is. And then we jump to Lainey Boggs, what's going on with her in our class. And there's just, I just want to spend two minutes on this scene, not even 30 seconds on this scene, because it's so crazy. The only point of this scene is to establish that everyone hates her. Because there's these two girls, one of them you'll recognize, Macy something. Um, she does mm-hmm. a million indies things, but I always think of her as the invisible girl from the first season Same. of uh, Buffy. And by the way, she was also just coming off of work in the other room <laughs> yeah, at the same yeah. high school. Um, and... She, they are like, hey, you know, a lot of the best artists, like you're so talented, Lainey, and it seems like they're being nice to her at first. Um, they are a not. lot of the best artists only get recognition after they die. So we were talking about it. And we really think you should kill yourself, which is the first line in this movie where I'm like, this would never get written. No one would. No. Yeah. It would yeah. just not even be written into a movie. It's so mean. But I do think it's not unrealistic of how mean high schoolers are. The thing that doesn't seem ring true to me is like Lainey herself isn't mean. She's not a bad person. And the girls that are bullying her in this scene aren't pretty popular girls who like are basically conditioned to bully girls like Lainey. Yeah. They're girls that look exactly like Lainey that like exactly the same things she likes. And I guess it's supposed to be that they're envious of her talent or something. But I just looked at it and I thought, why the fuck would these girls with their nose rings and their interest in art and all of their aligned interests with Lainey randomly tell her to kill herself. It's like That's the way what that I it's think just supposed to be that everyone hates her is like, why would that be true? Because she doesn't have but a mom. As far as I can tell, she just stay, <laughs> sticks to herself. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. girl that doesn't talk to anybody doesn't have anybody talking to them. But I do think like... It's weird because they almost get her hopes up that she's being nice to them. I mean, she almost gets her hopes up that they're complimenting her just to like I don't think she down. does for a second. I think the second oh. they come over, she's on guard. But it's yeah. like... Just the idea of telling another person to kill themselves is like so crazy, unthinkable, so, like literally crazy. That it's like I don't really think that I believe that if someone would say that to another person's face. Yeah. Like I think people get wild on the internet. I think people yeah. say wild things to other people behind people's backs. Tweets. But to imagine yeah. a, a teenage girl going up to another teenage girl with her friend with a whole choreographed routine, yeah. where the punchline is, "We hope you kill yourself." What are you getting? Like for what? I don't know. I agree with you. It's unthinkably mean. But I also think it's kind of classic. I think it's part of the classic canon of true, true 90s, like deep cut. We would never do it now. But this is how kids treated each other. I don't know. I mean, it's horrible. But I think it's meant to establish how bad the bullying is. You know? Yeah, I mean, it does. It's bad. It works. It definitely works. Usher also attends um, Buffy High, and he is the announcements guy, which again, like you were saying, like with along with the dreams and the sort of musical as- 
theater thing, like they have this ever present sort of MC that like narrates the story kind of. So again, it lends to this idea that that Zach and Taylor are like headliners at this school mm-hmm. and that people just stay abreast of their movements and that Usher is sort of like a uh, utility in that. He's like the tabloids. Yeah. yeah he's the um, extra, extra read all about it guy that they like cut yeah. to in between. And he's like tough, rough break for Zach, whatever. Just like in case you weren't in the courtyard an hour ago, he got dumped. <laughs> um, basically, Paul Walker's like, what are you going to do? Because prom is coming up and your legacy is in danger. Yeah, so real. So, and, and, and playing on his insecurities or planting yeah. insecurities if they weren't already there. He is too tricky. He is too tricky. Here's my question to you. Do you think that this is a legitimate concern that seniors in high school have? Like, obviously, oh my God. people would who want to Who you're going to go be... to prom with? Oh, my God. Yes. No, no, no. Oh no, no, my no. God. Of course, who you're going to go to prom with. Of course. I mean, we didn't or getting have prom asked. kings and queens at my prom. Honestly, it's kind of progressive of your class if you didn't have a prom king and queen, because I don't see the point except to make people feel bad. <laughs> I, you know yeah, what I mean? mean? It's, it's just like, popular. Yeah, it's just like the it's ultimate a popularity, popularity contest, contest. And it's like yeah. the people that are popular are very aware, as are everyone else. So to sort of like make it official seems just sick and weird. <laughs> like, Honestly, I wonder if it's something that like the class president has to organize. And oh, just yeah. Like yeah, I don't know. It's very 50s. Your legacy is in jeopardy. Again, a very a common male fear. <laughs> is right. Like, of course, everybody's, of course, kids are going to be worried about going to prom. I was worried about going to prom. Of course, kids are going to be worried about, like, who's going to get voted homecoming queen or whatever. Do you think kids are walking around going, my high school legacy is in jeopardy? No. When I leave this school, what are the other high school kids going to remember about no. me? Like, I don't think I so think either. I think you care about your reputation not your legacy i think for every moment that you're in high school and you think people are thinking about you i think you give no give a shit if like the grade belows you know who you were knows who you were i don't think there was any expectation that like once i left high school it would continue to stand (laughs) like that it would even that people would even continue to go there every day (laughs) yeah i mean matthew lillard needs to worry about his legacy though because he'd be picking up high school girls from high school in his like grown-up ass car Hanging out in the parking lot. Um, But this is another thing that's such a crazy 90s trope to me where it's like the cool older guy comes to pick me up. And I'm like, it is deeply creepy as an adult to watch back where you're like, that's a 23, that's a 23 to 30 year old man picking up a 17 year old at school. And all the kids are like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Oh, my God, she's so lucky. She's so cool. And I'm like, that's a predator that just rolled up outside of a school. Well, and she may be 18. So even if it's not illegal, it's like, I'm sorry, but show me a person in their 20s that would be caught dead at a high school. I oh don't even God. know people that would go to a prom after they graduated. No it's just like chance. mortifying. You know, you don't even wear your class ring after you graduate. It's like any no association way. with high school is so lame, you know? juvenile it's crazy it's so juvenile but so here's a whole scene that again is like it's pretty problematic to watch we can love it and it's classic whatever but basically paul walker is like let's go shopping and because freddie prince jr is so angry again not hurt by his ex-girlfriend but embarrassed that now she's publicly flaunting that she's moved on that he's decided to just like pass judgment on every woman that walks past him for a good five minutes with paul walker as his accomplice I think it's important to note that it is Freddie Prince Jr.'s idea to say, I made her who she is. Like, if I just got any girl in school and I told her how to dress and I told her who to hang out with, she could be just like Taylor. So it's like, it's his idea to do this from the beginning. And Paul Walker makes it a bet and Paul Walker pushes him to like be serious about it. But the idea of like, 
these women are props in my play I am of her. what happens at school. Yeah. I'm the It's 100% master. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And it's 100% coming out of his insecurity from being made to look dumb that he just like immediately turns around and is like, and no girl here is, you know what I mean? Everybody is what I make them to be. And yeah. it's not a good look, Freddie Prince Jr. Jay wrote down, Freddie is feeling insecure. Time to tear down his ex and demean the other women in his vicinity. And it is, that is what this scene, like one at a time, Paul Walker's like, all right, you want to make good on that? Um, I do think you're right, but that is what makes Paul Walker so skilled is he lets Freddie bury himself. He just, mm-hmm. he literally like, he strings together the pieces, but he improvises with what Freddie gives him. And it's like, okay, you feel that way? Then let's make good on it. And they start to mm-hmm. sort of one at a time, every woman that walks past him be like, oh, she's got an ass. She One woman like picks a wedgie and they're like, ew. And it's like, I know. it's so lends to that era where it's like to see any kind of human behavior at all, any kind of slip of the facade, slip of the mask from a woman is so repulsive. Mm-hmm. That it's like totally. she must be perfectly presentable at all times, every moment she from can't all pick angles. A and you happen to look at her when she picked a wedgie, like bummer. That's so embarrassing. Whatever. She they don't even show that girl's face. They don't even show her face. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. She could repulsed. be beautiful, and it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter because she let the yeah. That because mask for slip. one second, the second they happen to be looking at her, she was doing something that wasn't like perfectly coy. Yeah. It reminds me of um, the scene in Billboard Dad where he goes on all the dates with the women. Yeah. And it's like anything that isn't just like perfect for him. Perfect for him. Yeah. It's like laughable in a woman that, that he would, would want to like be her, loved. Yeah. yeah. Also, the fat shaming happens pretty fucking fast. But um, what's really crazy is like they don't show us anyone that is egregiously unattractive. All of them look like regular ass girls that you would find in a high school. Pretty girls, tall girls, short girls, whatever. And then we see Lainey Boggs, who is far and away the most beautiful girl that they show. And she like drops some of her art supplies. And they're like, oh, God. Again, like she's a total scary mess. And it's like we actually haven't seen her be. I mean, let me compare it to this. Yeah. In 10 Things I Hate About You, that's the taming of the shrew, right? So they do actually spend time establishing that Julia Stiles is jaded and mean and she doesn't like people and she's not even particularly selective about who she's mean to. She is actually just kind of shitty and angry. And that is a fair thing to give us for him then to go, oh, God, she's kind of scary. They don't do that with Lainey Boggs. They show other people being really unduly mean to her. Mm-hmm. But they don't show that she's scary and horrible the way they act like when Paul Walker says Lainey Boggs is the winner, which again, you guys, if you believe my theory, he always wanted to get Lainey Boggs and he had to think of a way to make her popular. <laughs> you know but, what, Connor, you know where your theory is coming from is it's literally the plot to Pretty Woman er, to uh, Pretty in Pink, where oh, um, James yeah. Spader loves her all along. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Jane Spader is does love her all along. You're so right. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, Join our Patreon for our expose that compares this movie and that movie. Uh, (laughs) So he's like, no, 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 no. He's super against Lainey Boggs. Like, if we believe that Paul Walker had a crush on Lainey Boggs the whole time, we don't believe that about Freddie Prince Jr. Because he is so resistant. He's He's like, like, please. This is the worst. He even says, fat I can handle. But Lainey? And I'm like, what? Fat I can handle, which by the way, everyone can handle fat. Like it's fine. But 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 that her 
like being a little bit into art and wearing overalls is like beyond there's no way to contend with that it's just like he says she's he says she's scary and unapproachable and i think that you're supposed to get this idea right that like she has a personality issue right and that everybody knows because she's so scary and unapproachable like i do think it is supposed to be like a 10 things i hate about you thing but so it's like I don't think that it's supposed to be that she's like so ugly. It's just that she like is is mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just didn't do. They should have spent that scene where those girls are really, really mean to her, having With her, her do some of the mean. shit that Julia Stiles does, which is like ripping posters down, pushing people. You know what I mean? I mean she's like violent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You like understand why Heath Ledger's like, oh shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I agree. I, I agree. It's honestly laughable when she walks by and she's like and she is like gorgeous and she's just wearing overalls and it's like she's like no 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 it's laughable it's honestly like the most memorable part of the um not another teen movie spoof is when they're like not a ponytail yeah exactly it's not even that far off that's what's so good about the not another teen spoof movie is like it is kind of the scene itself is already sort of a parody it's like what are you talking about (laughs) what do you mean but paul walker doubles down he insists she's the girl she's going to be the hardest girl to make prom queen and maybe if the point is it's going to be really hard to make a prom king queen maybe it is laney is a good pick if people really hate her maybe that's the yeah point. you know what i mean people yeah, must really hate point. her people and do seem to really hate her and i don't really know why do. but they really are fucking she doesn't hurt. have a mom she's not feminine enough <laughs> but so she like bustles past them and honestly freddie prince wakes wastes no time he immediately is like i'm gonna go over and talk to her i'm gonna get this process started right away which makes me think that it starts out as kind of a casual idea he's like not laying too much he's just like all right i can go get her he walks over she's talking to her little brother and for the second time i forget what he calls him he calls him like crummy or sudsy or something goofy it's like a weird name and kieran culkin again is immediately transfixed uh, by the fact that he's being spoken to by Zex, which I kind of love. It's like not just women. It's like to yeah. be acknowledged by him in the presence of a god, you know? And Lainey isn't impressed at all. She's like, he's like, oh my God, he said my name. And again, she says, that's not your name. Like, <laughs> I do like that they sort of establish that he has this magic power that she's immune to. She like doesn't mm-hmm. really care or get it. Um, and she blows him off. He's like, hey, can I have a couple seconds to talk to you? And she walks right away from him. She doesn't let him yeah. speak. She doesn't listen. I really love it. I really like it, too. And I think it's that thing you were yeah. saying. He thinks he can wield this power to do anything. And it and it has given him a kind of, like, delusion as to, like, how to actually interact with other people. Because he has this, like, bubble of perfection around him at all times. Absolutely. Like, he thinks, I can say hi to this girl and it doesn't even matter if I know her name. She'll be amped. I said hi to her. And when that doesn't mm-hmm. appear to be the case with Lainey, even though it is with her literal brother, he's totally baffled and confused. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I do want to say, we didn't say this at the time, but their friend Preston, who's like their token black friend throughout this movie, is present for this whole time of picking somewhere, and he disapproves. I mean, he doesn't tell them not to, but when they sort yeah. of look to him to contribute, he's like, leave me out of this. This I'm isn't not my game. This. And yeah. I do appreciate that it's like, they didn't make it so that this whole group of people are unthinkably mean. There are some people, and I think this happens in real life okay, maybe I'm not in a position to like call them out or stop. I think a lot of guys get in this position where they actually, they want to be decent people, but the friends they've found themselves with at like 16, 17, 18 are just kind of like, they can't necessarily uh, endorse. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And I appreciated that we had that like in Preston, like he may be just a friendly, nice person who is, doesn't have enough self-confidence yet to like stand up to the people who aren't great people that are, he calls his friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it makes it like specifically obvious to you, the audience that like, this is a bad, gross thing. Yeah. I know. I see one of the members being like, this is too far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unlike an American Ashley movie where they would just normalize that they're bullying them and say, this is how you be cool girls. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That like, that like we're getting pushed in this direction a little bit. Oh, wait, before we move on one more time, I do want to say, um, Lainey Box's best friend, the guy, is oh, Foggy yeah. from Daredevil. And See, it took me I don't... the whole movie to figure it out, but I finally oh, figured it out. Oh, the TV show? I, don't, I didn't watch that TV show, but he is an odd presence, too. They didn't give him too much to and do. He's like they just very like... blonde, which is weird. But Daredevil's yeah, a great show, so and they're bringing it back. So, Ooh, that's exciting. So yeah. we go to Zach's house. We meet his parents. He's rich. He has every single privilege known to man. He's an attractive, wealthy white guy. He lives Mm -hmm. in this gorgeous house. And you learn that he's gotten into every single Ivy League school that he's applied to, right? So his dad is hounding him. Have you heard from Cornell? Have you heard from Dartmouth? And he's like, Dad, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Get off my back. And you think, oh, my God, he's fucked himself and he's not applied to any schools, right? He's, Mm -hmm. He's too nervous or weird or anxious. And, and so he just didn't do it and he's going to get himself into a situation. But you find out, no, he's already applied to all of them and he's got a stack of acceptance letters sitting upstairs. Them. Now I just am like, well, what's the ish? What mm-hmm. is the problem? You have every – this is just – they needed to work a little harder to give him a story. I think they wanted him to have complexity. They wanted him to have his own sort of things he's grappling with and contending with. This isn't it. The fact that you have every single option available to you makes you the luckiest man alive, not yeah. – Oh, the burden, the cross I bear with all this pressure. I wasn't buying it. I'm sorry. It's, it takes so much for me to have any sympathy for a wealthy white man. It's never happening. It never has happened. It just doesn't work. Agree. It just doesn't work on agree. me. Um, I think it aligns with what they're trying to do with his storyline, which is like he's like the perfect golden boy that has to learn to think for himself. And this is like that roadblock. I think they try to throw in weird stuff from his dad like that for some reason that's like a contentious relationship that I don't think lands at all. It just makes the him dad is utterly whiny. supportive and pushes him. And like the dad is not like a crazy violent drunk. The dad Mm-mm. is not condescending or shitty. It's so weird. It's like his dad expects a lot from him. And it's like, well, frankly, his dad is probably aware of how much he's got to work with, how much potential, how mm-hmm. much of a head start he's got on other people. And it's like, why waste that opportunity? You know, but also, I don't even see enough to really believe that if Zach was like, I want to go to Harvard and not Dartmouth, that his dad wouldn't be like, okay. Yeah, I just think the conflict with his dad is weak. But I like that they do, not very hard, but they do a little bit of a minor. Anna Paquin's a little uh, rebellious. She isn't quite the yeah. Zach. She mentioned she goes to an all-girl school. She's got a little bit of a goth makeup thing going on, but she's still very girly and she's into like looking cute and she's got like a real personal sense of style that's not that basic, which I appreciated because they could have yeah. made her a mini Taylor. They could have made her a little mini popular girl, but instead they made her a little bit of a bad girl. They're doing like pre Effie Stoneham on skins like but light yeah you know what I mean like what what you could still appreciate in the 90s (laughs) Uh, she runs out the door she's going to be a bad girl somewhere else I don't know but they clearly have an affinity for each other and it's very obvious that they get along 
she's cool, she's cool. and that gives yeah. you like more reason to believe that there's something about Freddie Prince Jr. that could also like be have depth you know what I mean but I also like that they give each main character a sibling I think too many movies people are only children and it's like it is always fun to see the familial dynamic when it's a second person your own age appear you know yeah yeah and I think it's an easy end to the character every time like they're it- immediately like you know more about them and they're like a little bit more likable because you're seeing them in like a familiar yeah a sibling space. is gonna bring you right down to earth trust yeah <laughs> trust, trust. <laughs> keeps you humble he um, immediately goes to visit laney at her falafel job <laughs> oh yeah he is like he this is his mission like they jump into it and i think the movie moved at a faster clip than i remembered it i was like I okay so shit and we're jumping right in Sh- taylor shopping with her friends really quickly and it's clear i love again i don't know if there's something to be studied here or if there's a point to make but gabrielle union is also the friend they give taylor who just doesn't agree with her doesn't like her and gabrielle yeah. union is while not the token black friend she is sort of like the supporting character here and it's in in a similar way to Preston, she's just nicer than they are. Taylor is like, I could win this with my eyes closed. Everyone's going to vote for me a prom queen. I'm a legacy. My sister was prom queen. My mom was prom queen. And Gabrielle Union's just like, ugh, you're so entitled. Like, you can tell she's like, fuck this bitch. Again, I appreciate them. I love Gabrielle Union in every form. But she could have been her character in 10 Things I Hate About You, right? Where she's bitchy. She's mean. She's Paul Walker. She's catty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But in this, she's nice. And I like a nice popular girl. (laughs) I don't think I realized that before this watch either how much how much Gabrielle Union is actually on Lainey Box's side throughout the movie. I do just think that Gabrielle Union is like, and this is the thing that confused me in this scene too, where she's walking down the street being like, of course I'm going to win. Who would ever even run up against me? And I'm like, Gabrielle Union is gorgeous. And the other girl standing next to you, also gorgeous. Like, it never occurred to anybody sure in thing? this threesome that one of those two girls would run or be nominated for prom queen. Like, I... That seems crazy to me that you would walk down the street and be like, of course, it's going to be me knowing that your two gorgeous friends. I know are sitting, standing, are standing there like, right well, behind shit, you. bitch. Did you recognize the other girl who's not Gabrielle Union? She was on a TV show called Popular, which was Ryan Murphy's first TV show. Oh, yeah. No, I like I honestly show just thought I recognized her from this movie. <laughs> yeah. But like we said, Zach shows up at the falafel hut. I mean, Justice for service workers. The fucking <laughs> hat they have her in in this. The falafel hat with her like faux wig ponytail. It's so horrible. It's so brutal. They, but it's like them really, as far as they could make her not stunningly beautiful, they really did their damnedest. This is yeah. a rough look. And he just gets in line. And she's like, he's sort of waiting behind this annoying guy who can't make up her mind. But I appreciate that she is suspicious of them. Like, yeah. Me you too. you wrote something funny here, I think, which is her friend is really pushing it. He's never seen Carrie. And it's true. <laughs> I think Lainey is so used to people pretending to be nice to her and then being mean to her the way those girls were, even though, as you say, maybe she knew they were mean the whole time. But like that that is a particularly cruel way to be mean is yeah. to pretend you're being nice. And she is not buying it. She doesn't want to go out with him. She doesn't want to talk to him. She doesn't trust him. She doesn't think there's any chance he has genuine intentions, which I like. It makes her seem smart. And he doesn't. She's literally right. He doesn't have genuine intentions. No, exactly what she suspects of him doing is exactly what he's doing. I love that she says, I don't know why you're here. Did someone tell you I'm smart? I'm not smart. 
I can't tutor you. Like, I know. And he says a funny line where he's like, I'm literally like valedictorian. Like, I don't need you to tutor me. I do like that, too. He's like, I'm fourth in our class. And she's like, I didn't see that coming, which I have to say, neither did I. It's cute. And they kind of are like taking each other off guard already, which is where the chemistry is going to come through. Well, that she's racking her brain. She's trying to solve this. You know what I mean? She's trying to figure out why yeah, he's there. That, and I like that, too, because I'm like, she's not dumb. She didn't wake up yesterday. And I like that it's like... She's not sitting around waiting for him to come, like, choose her and pick her and love her. You know what I mean? Like, she's like... That's what I mean. She's not flattered by his attention. Yeah, I know what you guys have to offer, and I'm not, like, interested in whatever you would think would be fun about talking to me, because I bet you I don't think it's fun. Honestly, a part of me feels like it only motivates him more to go through with this bed thing because he's so confused and caught off guard that she's not flattered he's talking to her. It's almost like he's like, well, now I got to just win her. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so he asks her out. Yeah, she's got like an interpretive dance thing going on later that night. And he's like, you can take him to that. Because remember, she's weird. <laughs> and Freddie Prince Jr. is like, I love interpretive dance. This is like the most iconic scene in the movie. I actually <laughs> am glad that this movie starts with him doing a thing she likes instead of where some of these other fake dating movies go to. See um, my favorite fake dating movie, Drive Me Crazy, where mm-hmm. immediately she is, the makeover is the first thing they do. And immediately she is incorporated into his universe. He actually goes to a thing she wants to do to try to win her trust first, which while nefarious is effective. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. Because I do think it's, it sets it up for you to like him more. It gives you like a little bit more information about him and it saves him from doing that thing that's so annoying, like and drive me crazy where it's like, but you should be glad to hang out with my friends. Yeah, you're getting an upgrade. Yeah, exactly. You're the one. Everyone wishes they, you know, it's very Miranda Priestly. Oh, darling, everyone wishes it could be us. Yeah, exactly. I Okay, I love this interpretive dance scene. It's literally the most iconic scene in the movie. I have so many thoughts. (laughs) So he he shows up and he's like in the audience and she's wearing this like silver leotard and it's like just exactly what you think it is. It's such a spoof. And she somehow still looks so beautiful. Like underground, artistic, like theater thing where it's like be silent the classic like be silent be still and it's like she's got a giant parachute and there's like people running around in their underwear and they're all wearing like face paint and Freddie Prince Jr. looks so terrified confused it's so great (laughs) and um he like it isn't sure it's over until like everybody else starts clapping and then he's like oh okay like time to start clapping and I, I think one of the funniest things about this to me is like it's weird obviously it's a spoof of like experimental dance and like experimental theater and just that like you're supposed to align as an audience with him and see this as totally ridiculous and crazy and stupid and weird and it just goes Mm -hmm. to show like how far the mainstream was from this kind of like what you would consider like counterculture or whatever the fuck whereas now it's like this isn't that weird to us like i watch it i'm like shit like this exists like art is cool people are into art but that's what i was gonna say where i was like actually if you think about it she's like in the, in the art community outside of her school, she's made friends with people that clearly, like, carry clout because they're putting on this show. Like, there's an audience there to, like, yeah. see this show that she's in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's going to ke- get a ride home with that guy. Yeah, like absolutely. This is a person that is, like, moving and shaking in the underground theater scene of L.A. <laughs> yeah that was so right it's not even like milwaukee it's like yeah. no she's going places literally this is yeah. literally cool <laughs> like no wonder she doesn't want to hang out with you and your friends they come out i mean here's what i like about this too 
there's two things, right? So she does her performance and he's there to be supportive. I do think it's odd that he kind of asks her on a date and she's like, well, you can come just come support me because that's almost intimate. Like to perform in front of someone like I wouldn't want you to. I'd rather go suffer yeah. through a coffee date if I really didn't want to than have you sit in the audience and like see me perform or be vulnerable or whatever. But she does it so that she can sabo him. And I'm obsessed. I know. She still doesn't trust him at all. And instead, after her performance, she puts the spotlight on him and makes him get on stage. He hates it. You can tell. But it's like... Okay, two things. First, I love that she, like, she doesn't do this to like get to know him. She doesn't do this to see what he'll do. She doesn't do this because she thinks he has an artist buried inside him that could thrive. If only he was given a... No, she does this because she wants him to leave her alone. And she doesn't yeah. like him. And she doesn't think he's a nice guy. And so she's trying to embarrass him to get him to scram. She's trying to humiliate him. So yeah. that's the first thing I like is she's like, don't stop messing with me. Stop messing with yeah. me. I'll, I'll mess with you back. But mm-hmm. the second thing I like is that he does it. He's t- he stay he t- he rises to the challenge, and that is where I think that's the key. That's where I think she starts to trust him. Because if this was all in the name of bullying, and this is all in the name of humiliating her, why would he humiliate himself? Why would he get up there? Why would he do it? And and so she starts to appreciate that she didn't scare him away. It's a it's a test, and he passes it with flying yeah, colors. Absolutely. And here's what I like about how he passes it too. Right? Is that he thinks what she did was silly. You can see it on his face, and it would be so easy for him to get up there and do something silly and like off. You know did. what I mean? And off yeah. the wall, and like so that like the audience could be like, yeah, experimental art is dumb. Like Freddie Prince Jr. is too cool to like get into this. That's not what he does at all. He like does something that's in line with him. It's something that's it's true vulnerable. about himself. He yeah. actually gives a performance. And it's impactful on the audience, and she's impressed. He really tries, and he's successful. And it shows that he's smart, and it shows that he understands what she's about, and it shows that he's, like, confident and brave and really trying to make an effort for her. I think it's literally perfect. Okay, so it worked on us, too, is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, like, love it. But so they go outside the theater. She's shocked. She's impressed. She's kind of letting him like walk her around and be like, all right, well, he didn't fail at that. So he's into the date. He thinks it's cool. What I love is he's so amped. He feels an adrenaline of doing it. And it's like, holy shit. Like I, there's more to the universe than my small universe. And actually dating you or being interested in you is making my world bigger. And it's actively making me excited to spend time with you. It's real. I love that it seems like he's having fun before it seems like she is interested. You know what I mean? That he is yeah. like, this was cool. When can we do it again? Like, I think he's surprised. She gives I think all. he's totally surprised himself. That mm-hmm. he like, he's like, holy shit, what's next? Like, that was so much cooler than I expected. It starts as kind of a chore when he visits her at the falafel hut. And it doesn't stay that way. No, he's pretty into it pretty immediately. He does start to be like... He does start to get back to the bet when he's like, yeah, what if you wore contacts? Like, what if you put your hair up? And she pretty immediately is like, okay, fuck you. Like, I knew it was something weird and you're being weird again. Like, Yeah. He's like, your eyes are so beautiful. She was like, and I'm out. Like, you were cool. And I'm glad you like didn't make fun of my thing and you actually liked it. And it's cool that you had fun. But like, I don't trust you. And it's weird that you're flirting with me and you must have an ulterior motive and I'm out. And she leaves. Yeah. And again, he really she thought is literally too, again, right. <laughs> he thought when he said hi to her, she would be excited. She wasn't. He thought for sure when he goes for a flirt, she would be excited. And she's not. She gets a ride with her friends. And uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is like, what, the underwear guy? And it's like, oh, he's so jealous. I love it. Yeah. 
I do want to take this second to say Freddie Prince Jr. is so cute. <laughs> like every time she turns around and is like, no, I'm like, oh, she's brave. Oh, my God. She's so Oh, my strong. God. She's braver than me. She's strong. She he has really the willpower. Is that cute. It's not confusing why he goes into every situation thinking the girls are going to swoon. Like he really is that cute. Yeah. But he's also persistent. He is relentless. In fact, he shows up <laughs> at her house. He just goes to her house. And it's like, I mean, I guess they're supposed to live in the valley, probably. She's in a ranch style. They have a really nice house with a pool, but she's supposed to be like poor. Later, we go to Preston's house at a party and he has a mansion. So I guess compared to Zach and Preston so far, she's poor. But this is a great house. And if dad works on pools and is able to he himself afford a pool, I'm going to go ahead and agree with dad that he's doing pretty well for himself and his two yeah, kids. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's what it is, is it's supposed to be like a he's middle class and everybody thinks that that's like so embarrassing and he's like because i make my money yeah i mean he's he owns his own house on one salary in la it's like i'm cool with dad (laughs) i'm pretty cool with dad honestly dad seems like a hoot (laughs) and i love how much kieran culkin loves zach it felt very true to me that if he's like a a ninth grader and zach's a senior that he's so amped that he's at his house or that he would be dating his sister or whatever and zach is like you can't keep avoiding me and jay wrote yes i can it's like it's so true like this is very like that the same like entitlement right where it's like no I've decided you're the girl I'm pursuing are you not getting that message and it's like no you aren't getting the message that it's got to be mutual you have to witness me having a crush on you and it's like no you have to be somewhere away from me if you're going to be acting this way but I also find it inherently insulting right like your assumption that I would be flattered it, it takes yeah. for granted that I am above – that you are above me and that I would jump at the chance instead of treating me like an equal who would actually have some sort of specific opinion about you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when that doesn't work, he does resort to blackmail. Um, How does he He's like – he's like well then fine I guess I'll stay here and play video games with your brother and I guess I'll stay here and like listen to stories about what your dad pulls out of the pool and she's like no and he goes um I believe I was invited I love it (laughs) honestly I'm not gonna lie while it is invasive he isn't wrong that like Kieran Culkin loves him and he wants Wants me to stay stay. if Kieran Culkin (laughs) invites him over then he's allowed to stay and I was like this is genius because she just is awkward and she doesn't want him there bonding with them. But frankly, like, I thought it was cute. I thought it was smart. I thought it was I thought cute, it was too. Like, I thought it was smart. It is him relying on his ability to manipulate people with his popularity. And again, it's exactly what we were just saying, where he's like, everyone would be so stoked for any attention from me. I'm going to utilize that. But whatever. It's cute. I'm not mad. Honestly, <laughs> it's cute. And I'm not going to lie. I think she thinks it's a little cute, too. Because uh, if too, she was yeah. fully like, get away from me, you're freaking me out. I'm not interested in this at all. I don't know what the benefit of him not hanging out with her brother. You know what I mean? It's like, then fine. Play video games with an ninth grader all day. It's none of my business. Yeah, she could have easily been like okay i'll be downstairs you fucking weirdo you know yeah but she doesn't she doesn't want him to hang out with her parents and i can only think it's because it's like she doesn't want them to embarrass her or whatever she does yeah, exactly. go to the beach with him which like she did not have to do <laughs> and they go to el matador state beach they are mm-hmm. like at at a, a a beach in malibu they drive out in his um jeep and they like take a long walk and it's pretty funny because she's he's like see this is so nice isn't the beach beautiful look at the waves and she's like do you have any idea how much trash is in the ocean and he 
literally says, I know the world has its problems, but damn, don't you ever smile? <laughs> I was like, and they do a little thing earlier too, where the teacher's like, Lainey, all you do is political paintings. Tell us something about yourself. And as a person who went to high school with an art magnet, like who literally like majored in visual arts, drawing and painting in high school and had a very intensive art teacher. They don't tell you what the fuck to make art about. They're like, do you, it's good. It's good. Do what you, but it's like the idea that she's like, you're not personal enough or forthcoming enough with your art. I was like, okay. And he does kind of the same thing with her here where she's like, Hey, let's like have a bigger perspective than high school. Let's like, I don't know, be a part of a, a theater program in LA that's not a part of my high school let's talk about global warming and he's like you're such a drag (laughs) and I do feel like it's just that she is ahead of her time and she has a bigger perspective of the world probably for having to raise her brother and play an apparent figure that she's like kind of beyond small talk and she's kind of beyond things like prom queen you know like listen she's right there is a ton of plastic in the ocean and we do need to do something about it smiling won't fix it Freddie Prince (laughs) what's interesting to me his friends just show up his friends yeah. at and, and there is a lot of beaches in LA and there is a lot of beaches just in Malibu. And the idea that they show up and just spot him is interesting. I mean, it's not crazy to me to think this is like a beach they always go to or it's his friend's favorite beach and it's a warm day. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So maybe, but like, it makes me wonder, is he actively in touch with Paul Walker about No, Paul Walker says he called Freddie Prince's parents and his parents said, oh, Oh, he's out. Oh, yeah. So So Paul Walker is playing saboteur in this scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they show up and she's immediately nervous. And honestly, if I was her, I would absolutely feel like I was getting tricked this is where it would start to be like now you've got me here you've got me in kind of a vulnerable situation i'm in a swimsuit which maybe i only agreed to be in in front of you and not in front of all your mean fucking friends but now they're here they're immediately just mean to her i mean the girl from popular is meaner than gabrielle union i think gabrielle union is like are the girls in on the bet do the girls know do the does zach's friends and taylor's friends know what's going on because gabrielle union is immediately nice and i can't tell if she's nice because she's playing along or if she is just a nice person. I, I don't know. But the other girls. Honestly, mean. that's a great question because I wondered if Taylor knows about the bet. There are like a yeah. couple scenes where I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I'm wondering how much she knows. I think literally yeah, because she's Union so is skeptical nice. of her being there that it makes me think they know. I think this is the beginning. And then there are multiple scenes afterwards where I'm like, I think Gabrielle Union just like is nice. And is yeah. like, this is a new girl. She's here. I think there's like a real recognition that it's very brave of Lainey to be there and that it's like probably hard for Lainey to be there. She yeah. is like, the other girl starts to be, they like all lay down their stuff and the other girl's like, you know, kind of giving her the like, what are you even doing here? Like, I know you don't, I know you're not like athletic or whatever. And Gabrielle Union's like, girl, literally stop. And then when Preston comes over to invite them to play volleyball, Lainey's like, I'm going to do it because the other girl thinks she like can't. And Gabrielle Union's like, yeah, I'm going to do it too. And then they, I there's like a whole she kind of inspired. I'm telling you, she likes Lainey right away. She I think she and, likes Lainey right away too. She and, and they, Paul Walker want Lainey in the group. Want Lainey <laughs> in their life. 
Um, but also Preston is genuinely nice. I don't think Preston gives a fuck. And Preston knows about the bet, which is the worst. Yeah. But he yeah, comes over and genuinely is like treats her like she's cool for playing with the boys. I mean, he's not a great guy. He could have no part of this, but at least he's genuinely nice of her. And in this whole meantime, um, Zach is helping unload the car up. So the way El Matador Beach is set up is it's like you have to walk down a bunch of steps to get to the beach and yeah. you park up on the cliff. So if you're up mm-hmm. at the car, you can kind of see down at the beach and they're looking down. Lainey gets out of her overalls and literally this is the line I was talking about where it's oh like, God. no. And it's just a split second. It's not even like a line that's supposed to be a catchphrase or like a moment. He it's just wild. casually says to Freddie Prince Jr., check out the Bobos on Super Freak, which is like <laughs> Bobos. At le- have you ever heard the term Bobos in any other situation no. or context to mean boobs? He could have easily said tits, titties. Check out the rack. Check out the whatever. Check out the Bobos on Super Freak. And I mean, Super Freak is mean enough. It's like he objectifies her and sexualizes her even as he treats her as subhuman. You know? He's garbage. He's He's garbage. garbage. That scene was insane. (laughs) And Freddie Prince Jr. is uncomfortable, but he doesn't say, shut the fuck up. I know. I know. He never does. That's what makes me think like this whole thing is just about like he doesn't want to look like a pussy in front of Paul Walker, which is always the motivator for men. You guys, the only thing that motivates you is not looking like a pussy. That's it. <laughs> I just I can't figure y'all out. It's like, you know, real. what makes you look like a pussy? <laughs> I know. Is when you give in to your disgusting friends that you know friends, better than like this. Such when a you have pussy. absolutely no absolutely. backbone and it forces and you then you treat other people like shit in order to avoid what an awkward conversation with a dick bag. Like yeah, that makes exactly. you look okay, really wait. fucking weak. <laughs> Here we get Jordan. We've come to another land bridge. We've got a big <laughs> land bridge here, you guys. We are calling out all the connections between the Mary-Kate and Ashley universe and the Freddie Prince Jr. universe. And during the volleyball montage, they play the song, you guys. They play Sugar Sugar from Passport to Paris. Sugar, sugar, la 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 Which I think is exactly what I hum in the Passport to Paris episode. But it plays here. And oh my God, I was so amped to hear it. I was so excited. Classic. Perfect. Perfect song. Perfect volleyball montage. I don't think you can lay this song under a scene and not make it a perfect scene. It is the best. You're just so happy to hear it. And it's like his friends kind of bond with her and she doesn't suck. I mean, she's not great, but she doesn't do terrible. And they all have fun. But she's not worse than Gabrielle Union. It's like the fun of it is that we're all playing and we're all joking along and like having fun you know what I mean and here's what I find genuinely believable is it's like it doesn't take much for someone to just be like okay I guess she hangs out with us now you know what I mean because they're leaving the beach and they had a fun day at the beach and he Paul Walker grossly drapes his hands around her and is like so are you going to um Preston's party tonight and she kind of like nervously agrees one of my most favorite lines from this movie that's like a little takeaway is they were like, his house is sick. He's rich. He owns Harrison Ford. And she goes, the actor? And he says, no, the car dealership. <laughs> which I love so much that there would be a Ford dealership, Harrison Ford. So funny. Um, but she agrees. And then as soon as sort of all the rest of the kids leave, Freddie's like, okay, so I'll pick you up later for the party. And she's like, no, I'm not actually going I'm to that. Going Which to that. I also think is believable that she's like, I don't necessarily want to squander or make awkward that I just hung out with these people all day and maybe they like me and I don't want to set myself back in that. Not that she necessarily cares, but that you would I agree mean, I to don't something. Even, 
Yeah. And I mean, then immediately I think, be like, I was never going. <laughs> I'm not going to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. she doesn't want to push her luck. I think she has years of experience of these people being very cruel to her. Yeah. And absolutely. this situation has gone well. She doesn't want to go to a different situation, maybe introduce new people into it. Like, I think it makes perfect sense that she was she like, really I'm not. never This has gone well. Down. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to push my And luck. for good reason. I mean, she gets proven right, of course, more than once in this movie. But she really never does trust the rest of them, which I appreciate. She's not stupid. You know what I mean? She does not want to go. She tries to get out of it. I don't think she appreciates that Paul Walker thinks he can put his arm around her. It's yeah, pretty gross. she looks uncomfortable there, too. And yeah. and she basically is like, I need to clean the house. And Freddie Prince Jr. is like, all right. So she goes I love home. how unflattered she is. I love yeah. it, it. It suggests a level of self-confidence that Paul Walker, who has been mean to her her whole life, may be showing interest in her, or Freddie Prince Jr., who maybe hasn't been mean to her but doesn't know she existed a week ago. Neither one of that attention flatters her, and I love that for her. She It's giving um, self-possessed, and it's giving um, I see the, through the bullshit of high school. Yeah, I really like it too. And I and I honestly really like the idea that she's like he says a line when they come up to the beach where he's like if we're going to be friends you're going to have to hang out with them eventually. And I'm like I don't think that's true. I like you so have come to me, you have shown me parts of yourself that l- allow me to believe that you're somebody that I may want to hang out with. The other people in your group have not done that and have in fact yeah. done the opposite. So it's like I would like to hang out with you, but I ha- they have not earned me extending any trust to them the way that you yeah. have. So here's what's weird, and I think they mess up the timeline a little. And I and I think that they did that's fine. They do that sometimes. But the the they're leaving the beach and it's like sunset. They've spent the whole day at the beach. And they said, Are you going to the party tonight? And and so the party's later that night, right? But then yeah, when I Zach know. shows up at the house to basically insist she go to the sh- the party that she has already made clear she doesn't want to go to. Mm-hmm. He brings an entire junior JV soccer team to clean her house so that she doesn't have an excuse, right? Which is super, super manipulative, if not extremely cute and fun. <laughs> and it is an extremely cute and fun way to have a split second Milo Ventimiglia cameo <laughs> that literally got me up out of my seat. I literally was like, stop everything. I actually no longer care what's going on in this movie. I would like to follow my, my He's young. He's got to be like 15. It's really cute. He like walks in between them and it's like, oh, there he is. There he is. It was so exciting. But it's odd to me because then it's suddenly the middle of the day again and they spend, you know, Anna Paquin is in tow to give her the makeover that is, let's be honest, the thing he's been dying to get down to, which I kind of hate, but is also cute, you know. (laughs) He brings Anna Paquin to be like, all right, we need to get this ball rolling. It's time to really like make her as hot as I know she can be. Um, But then they spend the whole day cleaning the house and doing the makeover and then it's sunset again. So I almost feel like really all it took was the prior the day prior to be like, are you coming to Preston's tomorrow night? You know what I mean? Yeah, to make it make sense. Because it's like, how is it not sunset again? I don't get it. I know. It's like, I think you're supposed to think she goes home and is making dinner. And then while they're doing the makeover, they're cleaning the house. But it's like the house doesn't need to be cleaned. So it's like, that was a lie. So it doesn't really take any time. But I do think that they mess up with the continuity of the lighting. It just doesn't look right. Maybe it's like 4 p.m. when they leave the beach. And then it's 6 p.m. when it's sunset and the makeover. I don't know. But I was like, this is a little weak. (laughs) Um, absolutely no one thought about it as hard as me, but I'm yeah. glad we covered it. <laughs> 
So Anna Paquin's giving her the like iconic makeover. You all know what's coming. Here's something, Connor, let me ask you this question. I mm-hmm. would like love to have someone else do my makeup. I would love to do someone else's makeup. This doesn't seem crazy to me at all. Would you ever, ever, ever in a million years let a 16-year-old girl cut your hair? Um, Probably. I definitely, I mean, I think I had girlfriends cut my hair in high school for sure. At like sleepovers, I think I can remember at least Cat Lyons for sure. Like I, spending the night and having letting her do a haircut for sure. Nothing crazy. I mean, I didn't do what she does, which is literally get a bob. But I mean, I probably, she probably took three inches off my hair for fun, you know? There is like this huge leap of faith thing. And I think this is maybe the first time, if not the only time, that it is they rely on Lainey being like, you got, you must just know. Like, you guys must yeah. just know better than me. Whereas like, or like we were saying, like, she isn't flattered by the fact that what they expect her to be flattered by, which is, well, we're giving you attention. You should just be grateful. And in this scene, she is kind of like, you seem to know. I'll just trust, you know. But also, you know what? Anna Paquin is really nice to her. She's really, really nice to her. And it's like, even though she's a little suspicious and she's doing her eyebrows and stuff, Anna Paquin is never insulting or belittling. And when she says, you know, do you do you want to go for something a little bold? Maybe Lainey is exactly the type, you know? Yeah, you're totally right. And I do think I like that Freddie Prince Jr. isn't up in there. In the room. When yeah, I love it. Oh, my God. He has no – I love that, too. I think it, like, they they saved his character a little bit with him being like, well, it would be no business of mine to, like, dictate how she looks or where How she but, looks. Like, they, yes. they poise it. That's why Anna, Carrick, Anna Paquin's character exists, right? Because she is a girl, whereas, like, you can believe this is coming from a genuine space. She maybe mm-hmm. isn't really aware of the bet. I, I don't think he would tell his sister. I don't know. It's unclear. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't think she would – I don't think she would think that was cool. No, yeah. I, I think it's like, it gives kind of like, and I brought an expert. You know what I mean? It gives like a certain amount of faith in Anna Paquin's ability. He loves that his is sister. Nice to see. He fucking thinks she's cool. And I'm obsessed with <laughs> yeah. that. It is like the most attractive thing in a guy to be like, if you met my insanely cool sister who makes me cooler than I am, like, I love it so much. Uh, yeah, she's so cool. And Anna Paquin, like, they, they're talking about Lainey's mom and stuuff. Like, they are getting, like, Anna Paquin Into is a girl's it up there. girl. She's so yeah. good in this. I love her. I love but her. Kieran Culkin is again very excited that during this makeover, um, the he gets to hang out with Freddie Prince Jr. and he offers <laughs> to make him a margarita. Of course, he has no idea how to make a margarita, but he improvises. <laughs> and then I also love that um, the soccer team is cleaning the their dad's house, and the dad is sitting there playing, like listening to Jeopardy and guessing. And the soccer team keep, keeps getting the questions right that he gets wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he like says an answer out loud and this in the 15 year old like uh dusting his table is like no it's, it's like, not no. it's, it's, it's <laughs> so cute and it's, it's so just, good like, it's tiny things i think that this movie bothers to spend a second on that like kind of builds out the characters a little and i, I totally think it's, agree it's really cute so finally cute. i love that the dad like looks up and is like what are you doing in my house and it's like the first time he's realized there's like 12 teenage boys like running around cleaning his house yeah here's what i would like to believe that's occurring to me right now because i get that like it's like yeah freddie prince Jr. couldn't wait to get that makeover in her but i'm wondering if maybe she leaves the beach and she doesn't want to go he can tell he doesn't she doesn't trust his friend she can tell he's just like He's not, she may be not buying it or she's nervous. She doesn't want to put herself in a situation where she could be compromised. And mm-hmm. maybe it's he brings Anna Paquin because he knows she, he can sort of arm her as best as possible against his friends. And that this yeah. will maybe convince her to come if she feels like her best self or something. I know that's giving him a lot of credit and like it's a really kind read on it. I don't think that's crazy. It, but, yeah, I don't think it's he- crazy. 
when he opens the door, he's like, come on. And she's like, she literally says, of course, you can go. You look great. I don't even know what I would wear. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, well, then he's, don't he's, worry, because I brought he's intuitive. Packard. He's in tune to what may be giving her hesitation. And so maybe we can give him that credit that that's why Anna Paquin came along, because honestly, mm-hmm. it's like she just don't need much. She just is she already so gorgeous. Yeah. But I so mean, he is trying to give her a makeover, but I don't hate the way it happened. Yeah, I don't hate the way it happened. Um, the he, you know, Anna Paquin is like ready for the reveal. I love that Anna Paquin also is just like it's a pride in her work thing where she's like, yeah. you guys aren't going to get a load of this. And she was able to like get Lainey to trust her and it really pays mm-hmm. off. She comes down the steps in the famous red dress to the Sixpence and on the Richer song. It's so good. And I have to say, it's we so dog good. Freddie out for some of his acting choices. But the way he kind of gulps and swallows and stares oh, is iconic. so iconic. And it's iconic. so memorable. And it's just like, he really does the look at her like you're in love with her well. I, he, just, I, he really absolutely, does. Absolutely. They spend seconds on it. And every second is worth it. And she looks great. She does look great. And I love that Anna Paquin says the not improved, but different. I know. I love Lainey it too. Box. She could have so easily. She said the yeah. new and not improved, but different. It's like, that's a girl. That's a fucking girl, yeah. my dog. That's a girl's girl. <laughs> that's a girl's girl. It's just kind. Every little bit of charisma and like likability that Freddie Prince Jr.'s character has in this movie comes solely from Freddie Prince Jr. and not at all from the writing. The writing. Yeah, like not his at little. All. His little gulp, his like little wide eyes, like from here on out, every time he's like genuine with her or sweet with her or like nervous to see her, like that's all, that's all his natural charm and talent. You know what I mean? This yeah, guy is the character on page, except is he's played despicable. by Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And her haircut looks cute. Of course, we know it's the hair she cut. She's had this entire movie. They just took the extensions out. Um, mm-hmm. But she trips, and that's very famous. And they spoof that. Not another teen movie again. Of course, um, mm-hmm. falls into his arms, and they share like a little bit of moment. It's just such an iconic scene. It's really perfect on on the rewatch. It holds up completely. Yeah. She's just validated. She's totally vindicated in her suspicions. They go to Preston's party. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Uh, Gabrielle Union is drunk, but so excited Lainey came and really friendly. And I actually can relate to this when you feel like you're like, you know, maybe, yeah, you're excited to meet a new person. But more than that, you're just kind of the social chair of your friend group. So you're like, you know what <laughs> hey, I mean? Girl. Like Gabrielle yeah. Union so gives that where she's like, wait, there's a new person here and I'm excited for the circle to expand and let me make sure you have a good time and you can come with me. But she actually, it serves to go a step beyond, like, Gabrielle Union grabbing um, um, Rachel Lee Cook as soon as they come in serves to be, like, you can be a part of this universe when you're not standing next to Zach for probably the first time. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. She's nice to her when they're playing volleyball and stuff, but Zach is always there. Now Gabrielle Union treats her like she's a new fixture in the universe and she can come with her and they can have a little bonding moment and you've got to love her for it. Like she's specifically Gabrielle Union's friend. She literally takes her away to be like, come hit on these guys with me. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's not even like you don't have to be standing next to Freddie Prince, but it's like whatever tie you may have to him is irrelevant because now you're just friends with me. Yeah, it's so it's so cute and it's so fast and it really does like serve to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paul and Walker, good thing is too. yeah, because moving in on scene. Zach, yeah, he's like, so what the fuck? Like, it's like, did you not literally put your arm around her and invite her to this party? And now you're like, oh, what the fuck? She looks hot. He's mad. He's mad that now she is getting attractive in a way that other people are besides him are able to notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's working. I'm going with this so hard, but it is. It does remind me of. Um, What's his name from Pretty in the Pink? 
Oh, James Spader. James Spader gets angry when she starts. Other people are able to also see the beauty that he already recognizes because now there's like competition. (laughs) I'm going with this fully. He, I mean, this is pretty damning because it's like he comes up to Freddie Prince and he's like, you're with her 24-7. Not true. It's been one day. But also but that's why like, this movie moves so fast. It's like, yeah, actually, this is the third time they've hung out. And they've it's hung like, out. It's been four days in a row. And he's like, so what's up? Like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to seal the deal? And he's and he's like, I think you're starting to fall for her. And Freddie Prince Jr. is like, it's just a bet. And I'm like, bro. You did that to yourself, man. Like it's you weird, said though, because that. it's like he's doing it because he feels like it would be worse if he tried to bang her. He feels like it would make him a worse person if he tried to fuck her, which is, I think, what they're suggesting. Like, if he actually tries to get with her, that's that would make him disgusting. When it's like, no, it would actually be really nice if you acted on your genuine feelings. What's disgusting? Like all in this moment, he could be like, "Yeah, you're right. She does clean up pretty well, or whatever gross thing he might say." But like, yeah, she's I'd like to call great. off actually, the bed. This bed is off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? But yeah. I think that that suggests that Paul Walker thinks there's no reason you can't like her, bang her, think she's hot, and still go through with the bet, which. That seems to be the divergence that they're pointing out, that Freddie Prince Jr. thinks it would make him a bad person to like her and still do the bet, and he just chooses wrong. Why keep the bet and not like her when you could have liked her and lost the bet, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's what you were saying where it's like Freddie Prince Jr. is just trying not to lose face in front of Paul Walker, trying not to like admit any kind of vulnerability. When it's like, honestly, I think Paul Walker is trying to like I didn't even pick up what you're saying and I think that that's a really good point and makes this scene make a lot more sense I just thought Paul Walker was like what's going on I'm trying to figure out what you're doing and Freddie Prince Jr. is like I'm doing the bet like you said and it's like I think Paul Walker is irritated that she shows up attractive I think he's irritated that now it's not hard it's not going to be a hard thing for that now she's hot yeah Yeah. I think he's irritated for sure Taylor shows up she's wasted this again is like she's with this man in his 20s and she's already trashed and she's in the same color dress of course that Lainey is in you just know she's going to be on a tear she her friends aren't even happy to see her she's being such a bitch but Mm -hmm. Lainey goes to the bathroom and finds the girl from the invisible girl episode of Buffy the art class bitch <laughs> she's drunk in the bathroom she does not look well she's having a rough night and Lainey is nice to her and she does not need to be and there's no reason to and she's like do you need help are you okay and mm-hmm. she literally this is the like you know I love when movies do this I'm like okay let's really get down to it let's really talk about what stratifies people and how hierarchies happen in societies big and small whether in high school or not and it's classism she's like how much does it bother you that even though you're so talented and you're the best one in the class and everyone knows you're good that I'm gonna go to whatever art school I want because I can just buy it and she it's worse than that she says that a rich girl like me has a scholarship to my first oh, choice yeah, art school. Worse. So it's like, yeah. I don't even need to take those the funds from the school that could have gone yeah. to you, but I'm going to. And how much does that piss you off? And I got to be honest, it would piss me off pretty bad. Like, it's not enough to just do it and enjoy that I can do it. I want to hear how much you just, I want, I want to say it to your face and watch it hurt you. It's like, this girl is sick. Everyone in this movie is fucking sick, dog. This This girl belongs with Paul Walker. Literally, (laughs) she's on the ground vomiting. She looks so ill. She actually, they like props to makeup. She looks so ill. And she is like on the ground. And Lainey's like, can I get and you some water? Still can like I get you anything? And she's me. like, what you can get me is you open bleeding in front of me. That's what you can get. Yeah. And it's, it's like crazy. F- for what? 
<laughs> like, it's so crazy. So Lainey takes it upon herself. She gets a little revenge. She shuts the door. Here's the part that's like, no. This girl has a, the, the drunk girl has a makeup bag on her. And Lainey just gets into it and like paints clown makeup on her face because she passes out. The girl passes out. Now, listen, it is so easy for me to believe that this girl would pass out and make it easy for someone to draw on her face. It's happened. It happens. It happens. You know what I mean? But the Mm -hmm. fact that in her basic ass makeup bag, she would have yellow, black paint, like shit (laughs) like that. It's like, no, girl, there would be like some light pink eyeshadow in there. Like, don't be crazy. A a gloss, (laughs) a clear gloss. (laughs) Right. But I think it's supposed to suggest that Lainey is like so talented or like such a good artist that she was able to like be resourceful which with whatever she could find yeah. or maybe that girl is she's also an art girl and she actually did literally have paint on her or maybe her makeup bag. the man that wrote this movie just doesn't know what goes no how makeup makeup works. that's exactly what I think I think a hundred percent that's the point I'm getting to the man <laughs> who wrote this movie doesn't know how makeup works because it's like that would just never happen but I'm not I mean I hate to see Lainey really uh stooping to her bullies levels but I'm not mad at it fuck that girl I mean, I do think this girl is a bitch and she probably deserves it, but I don't think that, I don't know. It's, it's like coming of Lainey. Lainey doesn't deserve to have acted that way. And I also think that you never super want a situation where there's a passed out girl in a bathroom um, and things are happening to her without her consent. You just don't want that. I totally agree. It's so true. It's like, actually, why would you participate in this, you know? Yeah. Um, so Taylor's there. He's totally embarrassing. Ma- Matthew Lillard gives it 110. It's so funny. He's like, he gives it 110, actually. <laughs> and I love it because you, you the age difference would have you suggest that eat no matter how gross he is and weird, there's nothing he could do that wouldn't make her think, you know, I mean, that's the point of age differences. That is why men date women that are not appropriately aged for them is because they can mm-hmm. get away with whatever they want and they'll still be impressive. So I actually love that he does this and it gives Taylor the major ick. It gives his, her, her friends the ick. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that he's that embarrassing, you know, yeah. that she's like, yeah. ew, what the fuck is he doing? And it's like the running joke that he's like the biggest idiot on the real world. Zach comes up to her and he's like, I saw a rerun the other day where he ate his own toenail clippings. Like he is. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. But I think the point of the scene where he sort of is giving everyone the ick and being embarrassing and dancing and stuff is that then Taylor is humiliated on a level that when she sees Lainey, she's looking to earn back a little bit of her pride or something like she she needs to now take it out, embarrass someone else because she's like. Ugh, I brought this guy and he sucks and people can sort of like see me and like my mask is slipping. So I need to go like exact a little terror on someone smaller than me. You know? To- yeah, I totally know. My only question, this is where it was confusing to me whether or not she knew about the bet. Because I got to be honest, I don't know. Maybe this is crazy, but I'm like, would she even recognize her? Yeah. I think she would. I think you've been in high school and I think everyone knows everyone. And if she showed up at a party where you're not expecting to see her, I don't care what dress she's in. Like, I think she'd recognize her. Fair enough. I I guess I just this confused me where I was like, is she so mad that she's there because she knows about the bet? No, I don't think she'd be mad about the bet. I think if anything, she'd be looking to be mean to her because she doesn't think it's real. Because she knows she's real. And I think yeah. she just does know about the bet. I think that word travels. I think that if Preston and the boys know, I think I think probably Preston got in the car after the beach and told Gabrielle Union. Like, I just think that yeah. Paul Walker would tell Taylor. I just think she would know. I don't know. Yeah. We don't see her know, but I just do think so. Especially yeah. since she's like, do you actually think this is real? Like, she almost toes the line. Or like, yeah. do you think you belong here? Do you think any of these people? It's like... 
Yes, she knows the, about the bet and no, she's not going to reveal about the bet, but she is going to make damn sure that that girl doesn't actually think she has any worth or value during the yeah, bet. You she know? does make damn sure. Yeah. And she, it's so funny. She like spills her red wine on her red dress. And in Not Another Teen Movie, they spoof that as though she didn't do anything or she like poured water on her after she got out of the pool. It's like super silly. But it actually isn't that silly. And the movie is actually horribly mean and red wine stains. And I'm pretty sure it's a borrowed silk dress. A borrowed dress. Yeah. And even if she didn't ruin her garment, the entire party has stopped to watch this exchange. And it's mortifying. It's mortifying. It's like she's just out for blood because Lainey is like sitting there. Her dress is soaking wet. And she's like, this is why I don't hang out. Like, thank you for reminding me why I never wanted to hang out with you guys, which is true. Which and is we've the seen right it in the movie. Answer. Absolutely. You know what I mean? She's vindicated. She's absolutely vindicated. And it's like, she doesn't even get that because Taylor comes in and she's like, you think you not wanting to hang out with us is the reason we don't hang out? Nobody here gives yeah. a shit about you. She's like, you're vapor to us. It's pretty brutal. And it's like so fucking cruel because it's like, Lainey d- knows that. You know what I mean? Like, that's why she didn't trust you guys. Why she didn't want to come. Yeah, but it's also like, it's so frustrating that both can't be true. It's like, yeah, Taylor isn't wrong. Like, of course, all those people look down on her and would never give her five seconds of truth. But it's like, I hate that she doesn't also give Lainey the space to be like, and I'm allowed to fucking feel that way about you, too. Like, both are true. You know, I don't fucking think you're cool. But it, that's what just makes it so much more of like a dagger in Lainey is that it's like Lainey knows that they're both true. She knows that she's smart enough to know that these people are dickheads. Yeah. But it's like she was asked to come and she gave it a try. And like. She gets laughed at for it. And this, and like now this has happened. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I was smart enough to know not to fuck with you guys. I think your vapor is one of the meanest and greatest teen bully lines ever, ever written. It's so, it's got that sort of like 90s slang thing where people were like using words you might not expect or like the way that Clueless like invented as if or whatever, like the way that they try and put this vernacular into movies. But it is almost poetic how mean it is that your vapor. Second only to the line she says immediately after, which is, yeah. you're not going to cry, are you? You're not going to cry, are you? Which is so... It's, it's that so, felt so real, So, so real. So she does. She runs out crying. Um, Zach follows her. Here's what bugs me. His advice to her, she falls, she trips, they're on the ground. He's trying to cheer her up is, you can't let these people get to you. And what he should have said is, these people fucking suck. Yeah. I'll never talk to Taylor again. We never need you to were come right. back here. And instead, it's like his advice is, this is how you do life. You deal with the fact that all these people are mean all the time and you just decide it's not that deep. And it's like, no, what he should say is, that display was so gross that I'm turned off from these group of people. What would you like to do instead of ever hanging out with them again? And that's just I, not yeah. what he says. I know. It, it honestly is like, I think it's on one hand for Freddie Prince Jr., a moment of realization where she's like, I knew this was going to happen. I Like, it's not okay that they treat me like this, where he's realizing that like, there is another side to the high school experience that he's not been privy to up till now. There is a reason why Lainey Box is so mean and unapproachable. And it's because people are telling them to kill herself every day in art class. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think it's been easy. It's been made easy for him to ignore how mean to his ignore. friends are. And it's been made easy for him to rationalize and say it's not hurting anyone. And now he actually cares about someone that it's hurting. And I don't yeah. think he knows how to handle it. I don't think he does either. And that's why I think his advice is essentially like – this is what you have to put up with to hang out with these people. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's okay because we had fun before this. And sometimes they'll be mean, but sometimes we'll have fun. And it's like, no. And that's not a that's not a transaction you need to make. Absolutely. But so they go to school the next day. And again, in like the unwritten implied storyline of this movie, Gabrielle Union has her back and nominates her for prom queen. I think Gabrielle Union is the Paul Walker of Taylor, but in the reverse way, Gabrielle Union hates Taylor. She wants to take her I think down. So too. And when she sees an opportunity that someone else might dethrone her, she throws her fucking weight behind Lainey. She can't wait to put Taylor in her place. And she nominates love- Lainey. Everyone's amped. The whole school. I mean, I think it's implied, I guess, that just the whole school was at the party yeah. and saw Lainey being gorgeous and hot, or at least most of them. Mm-hmm. And there's signage everywhere and they're rapping in the courtyard. Um, this is a great, 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 great uh, insertion of the title. They're rapping, rapping, you know, she's all hot. She's, and then it's like, Lainey, she's all that. And it's like very 90s, the sort of rap in the courtyard. Yeah. But I, I love I the do rap. I love it. I love the rap. And okay, uh, Paul Walker, who apparently smokes in this movie, <laughs> is, I love this uh, too. I noticed it was Sarah Michelle Geller, like high schooler smoking. I'm like, man, the 90s. So yeah. he puts his, his cigarette out in the can of the like unassuming kid next to him. And again, I'm like, man, the details of how evil he is. He's so annoyed and angry that now she's getting hot and it's becoming easier for Zach to win. And it's going to look like he's winning the bet that he takes out even this like minor active aggression on the kid next on to the him. kid next I love to him it. yeah i love yeah. it so much but um, i think i think all these little interspersed scenes where it's like the like, ushers on the intercom like the different clubs have different like voting blocks that the girls are having to like compete for there's like rap battles happening that nobody involved in this is even present for but that it's like the whole school is its own monoculture. Yeah. yeah. That is like reacting to the events of like what's going on. It's such a fun like high school world for this movie to take place. I in. love it. And we learned that over the weekend, Taylor's boyfriend, Matt Lillard from the real world has dumped her and she's like crying in her car and all the girls get a beep to go see what's wrong with her. And Gabrielle just doesn't go. She's like, I'm not going. She's just because she calls like I'm on late team Laney now. So the mm-hmm. other girl and Lil' Kim go and this is where Lil' Kim has her one line where she's like, oh, no, what happened? It's like, OK, they called Lil' <laughs> Kim in for this. It's so nuts. <laughs> But she also they break it to Taylor in this moment that not only is she dumped her like arch nemesis has been nominated for prom queen. Um, yeah, and she gets over being dumped time, pretty quickly, and that when she finds that out. <laughs> see, this I think is more of like Zach can't handle pressure vibes because now Zach is like fucking up on the soccer team. He's like missing goals that should be easy. Paul Walker is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, and it, I guess it's like more of his character thing where it's like, oh no, something is going really, really well for him. Like the girl he's dating is well liked and getting nominated for a prom queen. And he like can't handle, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be the guilt, right? He's riddled with guilt that now it's working and she's yeah, enjoying some of the attention maybe. She had a bad time at the party. I don't even think it's a bad time at the party. I think it's that, oh no, like the 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 school is privy to it. I think he feels the house of cards getting taller and taller. The school is oh, privy to bed. it. Everyone is everyone is liking her. She's aware of it. It's building, it's becoming a lot, and he knows the house of cards is gonna fall. He just does. Yeah, he feels guilt. Totally. That's what I think. But so think Paul Walker right. is like, well, maybe it's because you're not banging that girl. Why is he pushing her to assault her in this way? It's like it's bad enough you guys are just laughing at her. It's bad enough to just make her 
her believe he likes her for fun and then not. But it's like Paul Walker doesn't think it's mean enough unless he also fucks her. Like it's it's sick. It's so nut. Yeah. It's so nuts. It's also and then he's, he's like, if it you don't, I will. And again, yeah. it's more of this energy that we can have whatever the the Freddie Prince Juniors and the Paul Walkers of the world can have whatever they want, and without even any consideration to like whether or not she likes him, it's taken for granted that he could just move in and take her. I think he has clocked that Freddie Prince Jr. is having Lice feelings her. for her. And so he keeps bringing up this aspect of it to like shame Freddie Prince Jr. for having feelings and for not just being like a mindless, like boy that wants to have sex with her. You know what I mean? Like Paul that's Walker's what smart. I think it is. That's why he knows why Zach is messing up on the soccer field. He knows Zach is gonna, mm-hmm. he's gonna fumble. He's trying to make Zach, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Choke. He's trying yeah. to make Zach choke. He can tell he's wobbly. He can tell he's nervous and he's feeling guilty. And so he's making him feel guiltier by being like, why don't yeah. you fuck her? Maybe I'll fuck her or whatever. And Zach is now feeling very responsible for whatever happens to her. And and Paul Walker is using it to his advantage. But I do think his real feelings come out here where he's like, fuck you. Everything comes easily to you. And yeah. I think it's so funny to me because it's like what Paul Walker is expressing is like, I have every single inherent privilege that you have. I'm beautiful. Yeah. I'm white. I'm I'm rich. Why is your life? I'm athletic. I'm athletic. Yeah. Why is your life so much easier than the very easy that my life is? And it's so funny to me. It's like you, you, you yourself acknowledge you can have anything you want and you regularly acknowledge it and it's not enough. Well, it's like, why are you better than me? You know what I mean? We are exactly exactly the same. Why are you better than me? And it's like everybody else can see, Paul Walker, that you are a garbage person. And that's why Fred Prince Jr. is better than you. Yeah, but also, let's be fucking for real. Paul Walker has like a long career of manipulating and winning at life ahead of him. He's exactly the type of person that gets things. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, it gives me the creeps. Mm -hmm. But so I think after this outburst, Zach is like, it's I need to kind of do some cleaning up here. I think I need to figure this out. I'm obviously conflicted. Maybe I have feelings for her. And he goes to see Lainey in her basement. She's painting a picture of her mom. So she's in kind of a vulnerable situation. They have a little bit of a heart to heart. And Zach comes to like convince her to go out with him again despite what happened at the party yeah they basically this is the culmination of the two like arcs that we've set up for both of them right he we're just like stating the thesis of the movie in this scene he comes to her and he's like you can't spend the rest of your life in this basement just because your mom's dead like you've got to start like making yourself available to people namely me as your boyfriend and she is (laughs) like somehow (laughs) clocked that he's not said yes to going to any colleges that's not explained but she's basically like you're 18 now you need to start taking responsibility for yourself um and that is so true laney so true in ways you don't even know he needs to start taking responsibility but they they are each succeeding in ways that the other isn't right so she's had to be decisive she's had to be an adult she's had to have a big perspective because of the loss of her mom he never has whereas he has always been able to be popular always able to be in be well liked always been able to feel confident in social spaces she never has so they truly do both excel at the things that the other one suffers at and it's like if we could give this movie any credit yeah that would be the credit that i give it so they almost kiss (laughs) i know oh my god it's heartbreaking they are really feeling each other they're like smiling at each other they're like wow we get each other and then he leans in and she makes a joke that comes out of a place of vulnerability where she's like completely brings him back down to earth she's like well are we you know what i mean like is are you just trying to get me to vote for you for prom king cute funny joke 
actually great way Such to bring up the question thing. that you have, which is, are we going to prom together? Great and way to handle the situation. And he snaps immediately lady. out of it. It's like he can see himself in, in in that moment. When she says the thing, are you just trying to get me to vote for prom queen? Because it's almost, it's like a little close to, yeah. to fit, that it's the like figuring a popularity out. Contest that, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck, I should not be kissing her. It's so nuts, though, because it's like, actually, you can be kissing her. What you shouldn't be doing is keeping forward the bet. The idea that kissing her is what makes it gross and what makes it bad is like that's actually you just acting on your genuine feelings so either you're embarrassed those are your genuine feelings or you're prioritizing not backing down from the bet over your feelings like I I, I don't know why you wouldn't kiss her if you want to kiss her well see I do agree that it's like you can't kiss her while she doesn't know that you have a bet like you have to tell her you have a bet before you kiss her you just have to but you yeah. he doesn't make any moves towards ending the bet or telling you know what I mean towards resolving that so that he can kiss it's her. exactly the same scene in 10 things I hate about you when he drives her home and they're having a genuinely good time and he won't kiss her and it's like why is not kissing her because you want to kiss her make you the good guy when you could actually just kiss her and then immediately call up that motherfucker you're in a bet with or whatever or who's paying you and be like fuck off like that's what's crazy is that it's like the dedication to the commitment is always the priority or like keeping your word as like a bro is like the priority over like you're actually not a bad guy for kissing someone you want to kiss you're a bad guy for mocking her after it you know? I think you're a bad guy when you kiss someone under false pretenses under but I'm un, saying in a situation you've manipulated them. them to be in you know what I mean yeah, I, I agree you. I get you maybe he but wants it's like to but you've got to do that first that's yeah, what I'm I guess, saying. I guess I get yeah. you. I get you. I get you. I don't think you do necessarily need to. I think you could easily be like, I'm acting on my emotions and I'm going with it in the moment. And then I'm following through with what those emotions mean. But I see why it does make you probably a better person to do it first. Well, it's like, I think it's just harder to convince the other person that you were genuine after yeah. you kiss them and then like they retroactively. find out. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. It's true. Um. But she's crushed. She doesn't understand why he's left. And she's basically like, are you leaving right now? And he's yeah, like, yeah, I like, gotta we're go. about to kiss. And you didn't answer my question about prom. It's such a bummer. Yeah. So Lainey's depressed at school. She doesn't know what Zach wants to do about prom. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't care about the environment anymore. And her, <laughs> her friend <laughs> notices. And it's like, again, he, they just don't give him that much. He's the little Kim of Lainey's friends. It's like, yeah. sure, he's there to sort of bounce something off occasionally, but he doesn't really have too much of his own character development. Um, Kiernan Culkin is like rollerblading around giving her on fresh ground paper this is another one I think Karen Culkin has made fun of where it was like there was a reason he was doing this but I actually like it I like when they do this surrealism in high school where it's like you were saying like okay if Usher is the extra extra read all about it guy that there would be these like almost like freshmen that are so low on the totem poles that they're like serving and like waiting on people <laughs> Yeah, it's almost giving like hazing or something that he would be running around giving people fresh ground proper. And this is where Sarah Michelle Geller shows up. He's doing Parmesan yeah. or something on her salad. She doesn't even have a speaking line. She just tells him She's to stop just like, with the cracked mm, pepper. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. But then he almost gets beat up about it. And I think it's unclear if it's like, yeah, it's because you're doing a weird thing running around like you're a waiter. I, let me say this. I think that there were weird, weird kids like this in high school. I think that there were weird kids that would be like fresh ground pepper because they thought it was like a weird, funny performance art thing. Like bit. And yeah. I think that there are kids that would be like your bit is fucking annoying and, and bully them. I just do. But this is actually so weird. So he's supposed to be a freshman. He's 14. And the bullies that approach him. This is Kieran Culkin, Lainey's little brother. Like throw a porno, porno mag in his face. Is like, look at that. You like that? You like that? And I'm like... 
what in the heterosexual fuck? Like, give him a noogie. And then while he's got him by the neck, he's like flipping through the porn magazine. And Karen Culkin tries to get away. And he's like, come here, you like. It's so weird. It's sexual assaulty. It's sexual assaulty. It's so weird. It's so weird. We're going to make a man out of you energy. It's like we're going to force you to objectify or force you to participate in some kind of a sexual like it's like what? what, what, Like humiliate you with like your own attraction, but also like we brought the porn magazine. It's like, yeah, no. So what in the heterosexual aggressively sexual? Yeah. Like for what? Like maybe you should just like kiss men if you want to. That's exactly what I thought. It's like, why are you? This is what? So Zach, of course, is also like, what? (laughs) Get the fuck away. He stands up for him. Zach hasn't talked to her since they're almost kissing the basement. So it is like a gesture that's sort of for her. I think he also is just kind of friends with her little brother now and is like, shut the fuck up. But the moment I think mostly is to serve that he is coming into his own and actually has enough self-confidence to stand up for people that whose name he wouldn't have known earlier in the movie. And awareness of the world around him. You know what I mean? He knows the people involved's name. So Paul Walker shows up to the falafel joint. And actually, I love that this is kind of a mirrored scene to when Zach Mm -hmm. shows up. It's a very similar scene. And he's actually even acting really similar. Like, this is all innocent. I've always liked you. I thought you were cool. I wonder if you'll go to prom. He knows that now Zach is feeling guilty and he hasn't pulled the trigger yet, or at least he suspects and he's going to take advantage of that opening. And he's like, listen, he's so artful. It's scary. He's literally like, I "I know you probably think I'm not a nice guy. And like, maybe I'm not. Like, it's almost like he's like, I've had this very recent. I'm going through these like, it's what she wishes she could hear from Zach. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm now realizing that I like you and that maybe I haven't been that nice a guy in the past. But if you'll give me a shot, I'll show you it's worth it. And Zach hasn't said this. And so Paul does. And it works, he- man. It works. I remember watching this nice kid and being like, what? I didn't see this coming. Now he's going to like her. But it's really just it's that he's that out for blood. He yeah, is like, totally. I'm going to make this crash and burn if it's not going to crash and burn the way I wanted to. He's so good at improvising. He's so yeah. good at seeing people's weaknesses and seeing manipulatives for cruelty. He seems so sincere. Yeah. Yeah, he does seem so sincere. That's what's so scary. It's so Ted Bundy. It's crazy. Yeah, and he's like, crazy. he doesn't out him about the bet, but he gets very near that. He's like, I think he's just like, I don't know, trying to prove a point or something. Who knows? But I actually like you. Ah, it's And she, you can tell he's considering yeah. it. And it's almost it also almost serves to go to show that she has kind of like come into a new world that she doesn't immediately do with what she does is act, which tell him to fuck off. She's kind of like, maybe this is real attention. Maybe I do deserve this attention. And she kind of like, while she doesn't accept, she isn't nearly so standoffish as she is in the same scene that happens at the beginning of the movie with Zach. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and and he is playing off of her insecurity that she likes Zach and Zach doesn't like her back. So when he yeah. puts that in there, she's like, well, he's telling the truth about that. And it makes it easier to believe that he may be telling the truth yeah. about other things. Yes. It's diabolical. It's so good. So we're back at school. This is where things really start to get bad. They, they There's a everybody yeah. starts to get in the know and it is so brutal it's it's kind of like the scene where she comes down the stairs and that it is really iconic because it really really hurts um taylor says let's take a photo together in the name of sportsmanship she hates her of course but they do it laney's starting to uh, act- did you notice that gabrielle union is walking next to laney boggs i know uh, like Lil Kim and all the sides. other friends yeah she's just friends with laney now and i love it yeah, I mean, I think it shows that Lainey's starting to kind of get into this, too. She starts to maybe believe she can win. She doesn't mm-hmm. think it's all beneath her anymore. She kind of has this, like, 
probably motivated by her feelings for Zach, but a real hatred for Taylor and a real desire to beat her. And um, she's got um in kind of like um Veronica Mars when Wanda runs for class president, right? And it's like she's got all of the other clubs. Absolutely. Behind her. They all want someone to dethrone Taylor, and Taylor consents yeah. it too. So she yeah. goes over to Zach and is like, you know, we're still going to prom, right? Now she's dumb. She needs a date. But I also mm-hmm. think she did always plan to go with him. In the very beginning scene where she breaks up with him, she's like, Well, we'll obviously still go to prom together because they have that like political partnership element. And this is where she this is what makes me think Taylor and and Paul Walker are in cahoots. They're definitely I think she knows about the bet. I think he would have told her because the same way that Paul Walker uses, oh, he still likes Taylor. He doesn't like you. Taylor uses with Zach. Oh, I'm pretty sure she's going with Paul Walker. She's taken. They're communicating and they are working together for sure. I think at this point she definitely knows because he turns around and shocking to me, the audience, Lainey and Paul Walker are like are laughing and giggling. Yeah, he's that fucking good dog. He's he didn't just lay the groundwork and walk away. He's working on her. And Zach doesn't even notice until he notices. He doesn't even mm-hmm. notice until Taylor is like, haven't you clocked that Paul Walker hates her? fucking guts beat you up in the locker room and is now going after your girl and he's like what and i do think they do a good job of like zach is untouchable freddie prince jr doesn't know anyone's name he says hi to he doesn't really Mm -hmm. pay attention to other people so the idea that someone would be moving in on this girl that's his is like brand new fucking news to him you know Mm -hmm. and this is when he goes over appalled that Paul Walker would do this. I don't know why. But he's like, you're asking her out? And it's like, yeah, motherfucker, look around. Everyone at the school wants to ask her out. She was nominated for She's prom She's going to be prom queen. queen. Exactly. <laughs> and it just all comes to... And honestly, Zach lined it up for Paul. Honestly, good for, good for Lainey for being like, is that crazy? It's crazy yeah. that someone would ask me to prom? Because she's yeah, already feeling you hurt think that it's he hasn't crazy asked her. No matter how much time we spend together, I'm not like worthy of a being your prom date so clear yeah but i mean the way that zach just walks right into paul walker's trap because it's like yeah when he walks up there i remember seeing this as a kid and being like don't push him don't push him don't push him all he has to do is say one thing in front of her and that's exactly what happens he goes over and is like what he doesn't even hesitate yeah and paul walker's like listen I'm over this, this bet. And now he gets to look like the good guy for calling it first and being like, I'm out of the bet. Like, I I like Lainey for real. And it's not nice of you. And it's so well done. I mean, he Oh, my gosh. He couldn't have written the script better to make himself look like the guy that actually Zach is. Paul Walker takes the entire journey that Zach has been going on this entire movie and goes on it in two scenes at the end of the movie. And he just replicates what Lainey hopes is happening with Zach and is happening with Zach and fast tracks mm-hmm. it for himself. I mean, it's really smart. It's really it smart. He looks like the guy who's now had a transformation because of his feelings for Lainey, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and he is the one that was honest and Zach is the one that lied. Exactly. It's so artful. He really is a good bad guy. And, and the he's writing so of good. him as a bad guy is pretty good, but Paul Walker really delivers. And he's like, the second he says, we have to stop this whole bet thing, Zach's again we're going to talk about Freddie Prince Jr.'s face acting because he is stunned I think totally caught off guard he is like 
fuck. You can see he's just like, oh, frozen, fuck. absolutely frozen. He doesn't take his eyes off Lainey for the rest of the scene. Of the it's scene. like he's not hearing what anybody else is saying. He's not paying attention to anything. He is like frozen in yeah. terror that this has and we like get that on her him. famous like, am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? And it's and oh he my god, is, just can't even answer her. Just quiet. Just the says, quietest. Lady. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh my it, god. It's, I honestly I've love it's like more attractive to me that he doesn't say he's manipulating it you. Wasn't he like that. It wasn't like that. It was his yeah. bet. He looks at her and just says yes and is like whatever she thinks of me I deserve. Ooh. Yeah. I I did this. I did this. He's like, And of course Paul Walker's like people have feelings. Man. Oh my god. He's so Oh my god. It's cruel. it's it's murder. It's a murder on the dance floor. Honestly like Freddie Prince Jr for how horrible it is and how this situation is 100% his own doing. I feel crushed for him every time just to watch him look at her while she's so upset and watch it's it like, like dawn on his face. He took his eyes off the ball and the ball was Paul Walker sabotaging him. He really yeah. walked right into Paul Walker's trap. Paul Walker, the whole thing was his idea. He just orchestrated all of this. He was the puppet master and and Zach didn't see it coming and he should have. I mean, it's so But it's classic because brutal. it's like he got distracted. He wasn't playing the game anymore. He yeah. got distracted by his real feelings. Paul Walker doesn't have that problem. Paul Walker never was still the playing ball. the game. He never took his eye off the ball. Yeah. Um, so Lainey agrees to go with Paul Walker. She's like, I mean, Taylor reuses her same line. You didn't think... Um, you were popular for real, did you? Which I always, I think that was, I thought it was funny when I watched it. What does for real mean? I am popular yeah. for real. All these people are going to vote for me. Gabrielle Union likes me better than you now. What does for real mean? Also, yeah. let me clue you into the fact that there's about eight weeks of school yet left. None of this is going to be for real. So what is yeah. for real? Do people really like me? Trust. They don't really like you, <laughs> They Taylor. don't like you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But... The whole thing is just explosive. So now it would appear Taylor's going to go with Freddie and Lainey's going to go with Dean, which is so great because you, how could you have seen that coming from the beginning of the movie? Know. You know? I know. Um, it's so good. Kieran and Cole like, turns against Freddie, calls him an asshole, and Freddie's really saddened by that because Freddie's like calling over and over again. Oh, I love that. Kieran I love that loyalty like from the little brother. Hurt, but also I think yeah. he, he's hurt. He's hurt for their friendship. Like I thought this was real. Like Kieran also feels betrayed and used and laughed at. You know. Yeah, but it's like, but he feels bad. I, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. But it's like Freddie Prince Jr. did defend him. Like, I don't even think it has to be. I, I like that. It's like you can be nice to me if you want. You can be the most popular guy in school. You embarrass my sister, and you can get fucked. You're an asshole. You, you can, can stop get calling my house. Fucked. Absolutely. And then we get one nice moment with the dad. I think the dad is cute the whole movie. But I really like this part where he goes downstairs and he's like, you know, we had to rely on you as a, you know necessity because of the way that our life got set up and the cards we were dealt but like maybe you should take some time to be a kid um yeah. and he's kind of in cahoots with not cahoots he doesn't know the deal with paul walker but he does say there's a handsome man upstairs waiting to take you to prom and maybe you should fucking go to prom laney like you don't need to skip all the things that make you be a kid because you had to help be an adult and while i appreciate that like nights like these are moments to take you know yeah. And because being a kid is hard and difficult and awkward. And you and like, I've given you this avenue where you have other responsibilities. So you don't have to deal with the responsibilities or not even responsibilities. You don't have to deal with the like awkward adolescent growth of being a kid. But like, 
you, you that's your job. You should be going yeah. through these like milestones and you need to and get says, up there and get your heart broken. There's a guy up there waiting <laughs> to take you to prom and I wish it was Freddie. I don't know why they don't both show up. I don't know why Freddie doesn't think of this. If Paul, again, Paul has his eye on the fucking ball. I think Freddie's just so shamed. Yeah. And, and Paul has none. I mean, he. No shame. Also, she didn't really say no. She kind of seemed like she was going to come. So he shows up. And I mean, again, he seems so genuine. You almost are like, wait, he does like her. Because he says, like, look at it this way. I didn't ask anyone else in hopes that I could come and convince you. So, And he still kind of is self-deprecating and acknowledged that he's like kind of a jerk. And he's probably not who she wishes he saw. But oh, my God, his charm. Even when you know he's such a manipulator and a liar. And you just in the whole previous scene saw him flip the whole thing on his head. You're still like, damn, if he was standing at my front door with a corsage, see ya. See ya. And it's like, I'm I think this scene alone is what fuels that conspiracy theory that he like draw along. I'm like, I'm I second he, guessing everything I know. Like maybe he really has feelings. Yeah, for that's her. my theory. That is totally my theory. That's why he picked her for this bet so that he could, she could be made into someone that would be sociably acceptable for him to date. But so Zach <laughs> takes his sister. And I yeah. think it's so funny because it's cool. Like any other people, people always use that joke about like you went to prom with your sister or cousin or whatever. Like it's so lame. And I'm like, actually, I think it's the coolest thing ever that he was like, all this is bullshit. You know, who's my girl? You know, who's my favorite person to hang out with? I'm going to take Anna Paquin. And he does. Yeah. 100%. And she looks great. And she's excited to go. She does. And she's, she thinks it's all just fun and whatever. She's like, she's mm-hmm. going to be there tonight. Just trust. And she's very team Laney and Zach, which I love. Um, And we get a split second with Gabrielle Union and her boyfriend at the prom that I appreciate. So I actually love this because I feel like in this scene, they try to play it like a fake out where Gabrielle Union's like, did you know about this? I can't believe she's going to win. And her boyfriend says, you're the one that nominated her. And she's like, yeah, I know. But that didn't mean I wanted my friend to get embarrassed. And it's and I think they play it that way so that you think that Gabrielle Union is a bitch right is like is gonna be backstabbing laney at the end of this and that's not what it is at all you find out that gabrielle union did nominate laney but because she literally wanted laney to win she didn't know about the bet gabrielle union she didn't just learned about the bet and she's angry with preston about it you know what i mean she's like well now i'm gonna look like a bitch for like putting her in this position if the whole point is to laugh at her i loved it and they didn't have to do it. it You know I totally I mean? agree. I love they, that she says, I didn't want to see my friend get hurt. And it's like, that's what we're talking about now. We're talking, we're not talking about prom queen. We're not talking about a bet. I'm talking about my relationship with Lainey, my friend, and how you've put that in jeopardy. And that pisses me off. So Taylor gets stood up by Zach. She's wearing this insane gold dress. She looks like a million dollars. It is truly a look you would only look wear in 1999, but I love it. She's got like a finger cuff that like attaches to the back of the dress. So it's always kind of like flying around wherever her hands are, which I love. She's got gold lipstick on which is like oh, such it's an insane crazy. choice with her gold dress <laughs> it's giving xenon girl of the 21st it's century so in like a good, good way <laughs> um but she doesn't even let it slow her down she doesn't care that zach brought his sister she doesn't care they didn't come together because frankly no one necessarily knows that and she's gonna act like it didn't happen and she immediately is like we're dancing we're gonna dance and she doesn't care about him <laughs> that's what i mean he didn't actually hurt her feelings he inconvenienced her yeah, totally. And then they break into the iconic the dance. choreographed dance. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Is it? Wait, is that the song? I mean, Hold your made brothers it up. Break it up. You don't know. I don't know the words. Yeah, it is. It's the same song. It's the same song. But they do this choreographed more surrealism. It's so funny because people make fun of this, where it's like, oh, they had to in, like put in this line where it's like, you guys remember the dance from Dance Club? I come on, Dance Club. 
don't think they needed that line at no. all. I think the no. movie has done enough to show that it's a little bit wink, wink in its own universe, you know, mm-hmm. that they could totally. have just done it. And it would have just been like, yeah, I mean, remember when he was like walking through her memories on the real world set? Like, this is not that yeah. different than that to me. I totally um, agree. And it's so fun. It's so like ushers here. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so the vibe. And I also think it's like, honestly, less realistic that Taylor's in dance club. <laughs> I think they needed like a moment of levity too. Like it's kind of bummer how everything's gone down that they they brought the the energy back up with like a fun dance. Um, Lainey knows the dance. Lainey has like, the most gorgeous dress and her hair's done. She showed up with Paul Walker, which I actually kind of, I will say, I love that she goes with Paul Walker. If only because Zach gets a little bit of like, oh my God, she actually did. She actually- Come with him. Yeah. She is. I think it shows a little bit of confidence too, where it's like, I don't know him that well, but I'll be able to handle whatever. You know what I mean? If he's an asshole, if I'm not having fun, I'll be able to handle whatever situation I get into. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Lainey's not that you should hang out with people that make you feel unsafe, but I do think it's like a specific social confidence in her. But Lainey's teacher explains to her that her new, um, painting of her mom won her some kind of it's going to help her get into art school that's awesome it's a great little beat for her I do think that that's how you get opportunities is certain teachers or whatever like vouch for you or go out on a limb for you or whatever so it's a nice little scene um so just when you think Paul Walker maybe genuinely likes her which I almost wish they would have done that (laughs) like I would love for him to get like actually hurt feelings but he doesn't (laughs) he's in the bathroom being like I'm gonna fuck her tonight I have a hotel room key he says the hotel room number and he's like yeah 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 and I everyone just doesn't give a fuck either everyone likes Lainey enough now that they're like fuck that or they just everyone already knows Paul Walker is a piece of shit he's swigging from his um flask he's wasted talking about how he's gonna fuck her and everyone's like shut up man and no one cares and i love it because Mm -hmm. this is actually how boys should act to get like this is what we were talking about earlier like you know when you're a pussy when you clap along for stuff like this what i love Mm -hmm. is that every guy in the bathroom is like ew shut the fuck up shut the fuck up of course one of the people in the bathroom is laney's friend he overhears and um I don't know why this part, this is a, like, there, his imperative is immediately to run and find Zach and tell Zach so that he can rescue her instead of, I don't know, running to find Lainey, your friend, and warn her. Maybe he yeah. just can't find Lainey. Maybe they've just already left, but it's like, how? I don't think so, because he runs up to Anna Paquin and he's like, we need to tell Zach. And it's like, well, I yeah, just then don't Maybe he tells why. Anna Paquin... Because uh, this is, like, irrelevant. <laughs> they, like, barely spend any time with it. But Anna Paquin and the friend actually hit it off kind of at prom. Yeah. And it's insinuated that they kind of a lot, have a lot in common and maybe like each other a little. But maybe it's that when he runs over to tell Anna Paquin his quasi-date now, um, she feels like she wants to tell her brother. But it's just weird. He doesn't even know Anna Paquin. He met her tonight. Lainey's his longstanding friend. He Paul Walker can't have gotten but 30 seconds head start on him. Why wouldn't he immediately go tell Lainey? I guess Lainey's with Paul Walker and he's afraid of well, Paul Walker. It's like... It's weird, right? Because it's like, I think you're supposed to think the threat is that Paul Walker's going to assault her. 
And I think right. that that is a huge threat that definitely everyone involved should be made aware of. I don't actually you know think I mean? that's what the movie is insinuating. I think that's the reality of what the movie is saying for sure. But I think the movie is insinuating that he's going to charm her into it to laugh at her because I don't think movies like this actually consider sexual assault in the way that it is actually pervasive. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. I think the issue with media from this era is that it always ignores that sexual assault is even kind of a thing like I feel like the assumption they expect the audience to have is that she would want to or that she'd go along with it and then yeah she'd get laughed I do at. think I think the act of being like we need to go find Zach completely removes any sort of like agency from her in the situation yeah. where I'm like even if it is that he's gonna sleep with you to in order to laugh at you that's something that she needs to know about so she doesn't yeah. go through with it you know what I mean so that she doesn't fall for it what, yeah. Like, honestly, it Zach does totally removed that she would have any kind of say. Yeah, it's like and it's like that makes it sexual assault. You know what I mean? So it's but like that's what Zach I mean. These movies to- don't address sexual assault like that. I think actually most of these movies kind of do a but she was into it. Like, that's what I always have issue with movies from this era is that it's like the men writing it don't even believe sexual assault is a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I never see something yeah. where it's not like she wanted it, you know? No, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm saying I don't understand what Zach has to do with it at all. I, the only thing that makes make sense is if they just can't find her or that they've already left or something. Because it does seem She's, like... He runs right past her to get to Zach on the stage. So Zach see, and Taylor get nominated. I, Zach and Taylor win. Are you sure he runs right past I swear her? to God. I just watched then it. That he, just I mean, like, make any sense. she's standing in the crowd watching Freddie Prince Jr. give his speech before Paul Walker's like, "Let's leave," and she's like, "Yeah, oh. let's leave," and they turn and leave. But before they, before that scene happens, P- Freddie Prince Jr. is on stage, and Foggy runs up and is like, um, "Zach, wait, wait, Zach," wait. and then Paul Walker turns to her and says, "Let's leave." I maybe because he knows the jig is about to be up. Who knows? Yeah, we got to get her out of here. Yeah, yeah. But it's I like, why wouldn't you go tell Lainey? what can Zach do other than tell her, which is what you should do. (laughs) Right. Is Zach easier to find because he's on stage, I guess? Or is that that just doesn't make sense either. You'd think Zach would be the one that's out of commission. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it's dumb. And I mean, they should have this little clip of, you know, they think I always think at the end of this movie, there's going to be a confrontation at a hotel. There isn't. He runs around L.A. He's calling every hotel he can think of. The idea that a high schooler would book a room at the Beverly Hills Hotel, please. I'm like, why did you even call them? And you're like, oh, no, he can't find her. He can't find her. And we jump to Lainey just arriving at home. She says she's had fun, but she was tired. And you don't really know what happened. You're like, okay, so she didn't go to a hotel room. I guess she just, I don't know. We didn't give her the credit that she could see through his bullshit. And I guess she did. Yeah. (laughs) But when she walks in, her dad is in there and so is Zach. So I guess we're to believe he ran all around town, couldn't find her, and then decided he'd go to her house and wait. But if that was true, why would the dad still be awake? Like, what did he spend 20 minutes looking for her before he went to her house? Well, I mean, the dad's awake because Freddie Prince Jr. is there waiting for her to come home. <laughs> but I know. But but why wouldn't he already be asleep before any of it? It's like late at night. Oh, I mean, it's running prom. Around prom starts at like nine. That's what I mean. And then after prom, he drove all around L.A. for what was, is suggested oh, to be a long time Oh, I just don't think he's driving all around. I think he's calling different hotels. But if he doesn't get a hotel number, he doesn't have anywhere to go other than straight to her house. Yeah. And I wonder how. I mean, I guess she isn't gone with Paul Walker for very long. Because I don't think it's so. Just, it doesn't make sense to me. Because it's like if she leaves with Paul Walker and she's like, I'm not going to a fucking hotel room with you, which is what she says happens. How does she mm-hmm. not beat Zach home? 
I think it's suggested that they do go to the hotel room. And then she's like, it just took me a little longer to figure out than everyone else. Because why? There's no world. Lainey, Lainey and Paul left first. If she says, I'm not going to a hotel, he would take her home. How would Zach beat her? Unless she did yeah. go to the hotel. No, I know. Yeah, I think she maybe she did go to the hotel. Maybe they went and got dinner. Maybe they were driving around a little bit while he tried to yeah. convince her to go to the hotel. Zach leaves like within a minute of them yeah, leaving. Yeah, of them leaving. And he races to her house. So it's like, I think it's not crazy that they show up kind of the same time, especially yeah. since Paul Walker's trying to work on her. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not going to take her straight home. Yeah, I guess you're right. She does this. This is what I don't like either. This is how I, this is exactly what I'm talking about, where it's like these men that write these movies don't believe in sexual assault. It's always like, well, good thing she had a whistle. She showed him. And it's like, you know, that's still an extremely traumatic experience. If she did have to use a, she has this foghorn and the way that she talks about, she's like, yep, put it up to his ear. Hope there's no lasting damage. And they laugh at him. And I'm like, if you had to fend someone off of a physical attack by using a weapon that you carry just in case that very kind of attack happens to you, you would be shaken the fuck up. But not her. Sexual assault is kind of funny and goofy that boys think they can have whatever they and want. easy to get out of. Easy to get so out of. That's exactly my point. The men that write these movies don't believe sexual assault is real. It's easy to get out of. It's just wild. The whole. Sorry. I think I could write a fucking <laughs> dissertation on the way that like so many of these movies at the end, like go back and watch Animal House. And it's like in the end. Yeah, maybe she was unconscious, but she wanted it. Go back and watch 16 Candles where the girl's unconscious candles, and that. Yeah. And then she wakes up and goes, somehow I just have a feeling I enjoyed it. Movies written by men that have sexual assault, like they don't believe sexual assault is real. And I think it shows in the writing. And I'm not saying I would go so far with this, but the way that they laugh off that Paul Walker, who we just saw being kind of violently drunk, threw himself at her. But she's a big girl, right? She can handle it is not my favorite part of the movie. No, I think the whole thing is handled so weirdly. It is so unclear what the threat is and then and when what the has happened is made clear it's, it's handled so lightly down. yeah that I it's just she it's had shown up and, and like not that yeah. i need him to rescue her but at least we would have gotten to see what happened i mean they, they suggested that she just diffused the situation because she's smart is not one that i hate but it does feel not fleshed out like what it happened? doesn't really clear anything up for me i yeah. think the problem is that the entire situation is seen as a conflict for freddie prince jr yeah. and not seen as and something that's as happening, something to, that happening Lainey. to her yeah he asks if she's okay she makes the joke they go out to the pool area and where the dad has set up really sweet lights and stuff i love yeah. him so much I and love he's the like dad. he wants his daughter to have a good prom night I love that, like, now that he's been clued into what's going on, he's like, oh, we're we're making it happen. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, you missed your prom for me? And it's like, no, he didn't. He won prom king and he split. And it's like, I guess there is a little of prom left, but she's touched by that. And it's like, oh, yeah. he's been to proms. Um. Anyway, he I explains. Mean, he made the bet before he cute. knew her. She it's is. Cute. She is, I think, comforted by the fact that Paul Walker is exactly the douchebag she thought he was. And so maybe she's like, you know, maybe my instincts about people are actually kind of right. And if Zach says he did like me, it's safe to believe that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think him being there, him waiting for her to show up goes a long way for her. Yeah. Like, and that I he think didn't take anyone else to prom. wanted him to be there when she walked up and it was Paul Wesley. She... Yeah. 
you know what I mean, wanted him to ask her. And then she gets home and he's there and he's not with Taylor, which mm-hmm. she was afraid, you know what I mean, which she was told yeah. he wanted. He's not at prom. He's at home with her dad and brother waiting for her to get back from her date with somebody else. That went horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. They have this weird line that I think they think is such a smash hit where he's like, he asked her to dance. He's like, so can you have, can I have the last dance? And he says, you can have the first. And it's like, it doesn't, his, it's like, what is that? You were dancing at prom. <laughs> I know. I guess it's like, I danced with no one else tonight. Is he trying to do the same thing that Paul Walker did where he's like, I didn't ask anyone else in hopes that you'd say yes. Like I've, I've danced with no one else tonight. So you can have the first. Yeah. Like the other dances didn't count. It's honestly giving like virginity metaphor in a way that I don't like. It's odd. <laughs> you know, there's no way he's a virgin. No way. Sorry. No, no it's her. But, um. Oh, is she who says you can have the first? Yeah. Oh, so she didn't dance with anyone else? We saw her dancing. I don't get it. I know. I know. Tell us what it means. Um, They turn the twinkly lights on. Everyone's rooting for Zach. I love it. Kiernan forgives her so fast. Um, He's thinking of art school, he says, because he's like really into performance art. No, it's really cute. And they kiss. I I mean, flirting and kissing. Yeah. He has more to him. She forgives him really easily. And I wish I knew it was like, I almost feel like if there was a scene where he shows up and stands up to Paul Walker and punches him out, that is her being like, okay, like he is the one to trust. But the way that she kind of like figures it out herself and then just forgives him is like, sure, I guess. Maybe it's just not that deep. He's easy to believe he really likes her, you know? I think I would have liked another scene between when she finds out about the bet and when they go to prom because I do think like it's really bad. It's very embarrassing. And like, obviously she likes him and she wants it to not be true. But I think we could do like a little bit more of him trying to convince her that like he knows he's fucked up and that he regrets it. I like in the moment that he says yes, when she asks, was I a bet? And he just says, yeah, I like that he doesn't take that moment to defend him off or explain. But I do wish for vindication's sake, there was a moment where he exposes Paul Walker for having set all of this up and being the mastermind and completely. And even though it's like, yeah, well, she just figures that out. And it's like, I guess, yeah, sure, she does. But that would have been so vindicating for the audience to see Paul Walker get his and we never see him again. We never see him get his. You know, I mean, we see him in the final scene of the movie at graduation and he can't because hear. he has lost hearing in one year <laughs> and they call his name to walk across the stage and he doesn't go and little Kim has to like shove him in the elbow. Um, and then we find out what the actual bet was, which is that Freddie Prince Jr. walks across the stage naked and he yeah. throw- he's covering his like junk with the soccer ball. And when he gets to the stage, he throws the soccer ball to Lainey, which I think is the flirtiest, cutest, funniest. It's cute. Thing it's really cute. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say the thing with Paul Walker, like, again, it's like this suggestion that, like, the thing that happens to sexual assailants is that, like, they take the L and that we can just laugh at it. And, like, this is, and it's like, that's actually not, like, mostly he would probably just keep winning and keep, like, become the CEO of a corporation or, I don't know, the president of a country. But, like, mm-hmm. the way that this movie very cleanly – it's just – I've said it a hundred times. Movies like this, it was written by a man. This is what they do think happens to the bad guy. Like, it's all funny and the bad guy gets his. And it's like they just didn't quite take 
what the threat of Paul Walker is as seriously as the threat of Paul Walker is in real life, you know? Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's like the real flaw of the ending of this movie. Me like, too. I want to I want to be focused on Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. I want to be focused on them realizing that they actually have feelings for each other and like having their cute little like foot popping pretty woman moment. Yeah. But because the threat with Paul Walker is given so much time at the end of the movie, but no explanation. Like, it's so vague that I'm left to think the worst, and it's too serious for the movie. It's too serious for the movie. They don't treat it with the the care that it deserves, I don't think. Or they could have skipped it, especially yeah. since you see how manipulative and scary and good at at being charming. And he's so Cheshire catty the whole time that he, they built it up that he's very scary. And then in the end, he's no real threat. We boys can't actually hurt any women if they don't want us to. If they don't like, want us to. That's the energy. I just don't like it. Even if it had just been like they turn to leave while he's on stage and he's like, wait, they're going to leave before I got a chance to speak to her. And then he runs out frantically after. I would have loved for Freddie Prince Jr. to have like explained Paul Walker's setup, maybe not directly, but in some clever way. Like I would have loved for Paul Walker to get a little humiliation. But instead, it's like. The way that they're like, yeah, he might try to rape her or he might try to talk her into having sex with her, whether she wants to or not or whatever. But you guys can just assume all that. We don't even need to give it a show it. We don't even need to give it a scene. You know how these things go down. I don't know. It bugs me. I don't know. I don't think they stuck that landing at all. Yeah. But overall, it's it is the quintessential teen movie. Uh, the so many iconic are amazing. Scenes. So many iconic, are so many iconic music. The whole movie closes as out to kiss me. The six months and on the richer song. It's so great. such a good song. I mean, it such has flaws, song. but it has few flaws, and most of them are due to it being 1998. And I think that they they did remake this movie with Addison Ray, and it's not good. Oh, yeah. But I it's think they updated good. some of the things. It's like they're just things that wouldn't be written into it, like the word bobos. Um, <laughs> But I am going to give it like an eight watchability. And I think this is Freddie's best performance yet. I think Freddie is like uh, an eight performance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a seven. I think that I know what you did last summer. The original is a better movie than this movie is. But I do think, but I agree with oh you. Oh my God, I don't even agree. I think for as rom-coms go, like, I think this is as good a movie as that movie is scary movie. I just think this movie had like a lot of weird plot holes and a lot of weird, like, uh, like, I think it's a really good teen rom-com. That's why it's literally like the quintessential one. Yeah. But I do think that it had a lot of weird plot holes, especially towards the end that left me kind of going, not like that just sent it off for me. It was, it didn't stick the landing, but I agree that this is Freddie's best performance so far. I think there's no way you could have made this movie with somebody with an ounce less charisma than Freddie Prince Jr. is just like using. You can be, it's so believable that he would have just sort of bounced around and floundered and without even trying found himself as the most popular likable guy in the school, which is kind of his character and he sells it really well. And then someone like Paul Walker, who has everything he has, is actually really tuned in and really smart and is really angry. He doesn't have the same natural, I don't have to try at this thing that Freddie yeah. Prince Jr. has. I think a lot of the dynamics between people are really, really interesting and make for good mm-hmm. storytelling. I think a lot of the characters are like, if you're going to think about it as hard as us, <laughs> really interesting. Um, I think it's fun as hell to watch. I think everyone is so beautiful and it's funny. 
I think it's fun for the whole fam. I agree. I think the movie gets a lot of credit for trying to pack a lot of stuff in there. And I think that that's where a lot of like modern day rom-coms really fall flat is they don't bother to build out the world. And that's what makes a movie memorable. Fun. Um, This movie definitely does try that. I just think that it's not always successful in the like basic (laughs) storyline like aspect. Yeah. That's it. That's She's All That. What do we have next? I think it's Wing Commander time. Oh, my God. Let's get into Wing Commander. Let's hang out with Matthew Lillard some more. <laughs> Would you believe Matthew Lillard is also in this movie? And he's in about three or four more movies coming up. Uh, we will see you then. Bye. She's All That is written by Robert Iscove and directed by R. Lee Fleming Jr. The song Sugar is performed by Stretch Princess. Kiss Me is written by Matt Slocum, produced by Steve Taylor, and performed by Sixpence None the Richer. The Rockefeller Skank is written by Fatboy Slim, John Barry, and Winford Terry, and produced by Fatboy Slim. This episode of Second Showing is produced, recorded, and mixed by Connor Riley and Jordan Riley. Art by Connor Riley and music by Lee Rosaberry. You can follow our podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter, at Second Showing Pod, spelled with the number two. Send us a DM and we can mention you on the pod. You can join our Patreon for exclusive content and stream Second Showing anywhere you find your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. 